Hello, everybody. Before we start today's episode of the MinMax Show podcast, the folks behind another Eden, the Cat Beyond Time and Space, those developers wanted you to know about Complex Dream, which is an event happening which actually crosses the game over with the world of Chrono Cross. So Masato Kato, who was a writer on Chrono Trigger and a writer-director on Chrono Cross, in addition to a bunch of other stuff, he finally worked this out with Square so we can actually have a crossover event with the Chrono Cross characters. So the event is called Complex Dream, and you can replay it because there are branching storylines depending on if you choose Kid or Harley in the beginning. I'd personally go Harley, I'm a fan. And the beauty of a game like Chrono Cross that involves parallel worlds is that a crossover isn't too much of a stretch. The characters just pop up somewhere else. It's another, another world. The game also contains music overseen by Mitsuda, my favorite composer of all time. So if you're interested in Chrono Cross and you want to check out a free throwback JRPG, check out Another Eden on Steam or on your mobile device. If you want to learn more, you can go to bit.ly slash minmaxae. There's a link in the description for you. And enough about Chrono Cross for now. Let's start the show. Welcome to a new episode of the MinMax Show, a place about games, friends, getting better. This is a big episode, everybody. This is where we start debating the real top games of the year for 2021. I'm Ben Hansen, joined by Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Joined by Sarah Pazorski. Hello. Joined by, hang on, you sound defeated already, Sarah. Hello. Okay, also, Jeff Marquiafava. Oh, hi. Kyle Hilliard. Returnal. And Leo Vader. Hi, Returnal to you. And a Returnal to you all. Uh, welcome, everybody. We are making the list, the list that we affectionately call the two tens on this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this in your favorite podcast app, thank you. Uh, there's a visual accompaniment. If you'd like to check out the YouTube version where you can see us actually building out this list, might be easier to reference, but we'll try and run through everything for the audio folks. Thank you for all the feedback on last week's episode. That was a lot of fun to put together, but this is really really where the rubber meets the road. This is when we start actually compiling this list of the greatest games of the year, which some people, you know, would scream, hey, this is effectively just the top 20 games of the year that you all are doing and ranking here. But nay, nay, nay. This is the two tens in honor of MinMax's two ends. Don't be a fool, anybody out there. The two tens. Janet, you don't got to volley a game yet, but how are you feeling about this process? Have you ever done something like this before? Um, sort of. I mean, we have like the, um, like IGN best, like 100 games of all time thing. Right. Right. Like there's that, but it's fun. Be chill. (laughs) Chill is kind of what we're going for. Let's all sit back and relax. Because here's the thing. Some people out there, like, I don't know if you're aware of this. There might be people out there that say, hey, this list is incorrect. You all are quote unquote blowing it. Uh, but here's the thing we like to be clear about. This is not some objective list handed down from the gods. What this is, is we're ringing the collective passion of the six of us, all of our enthusiasm and love for the games this year. And look, whichever vials fill up the most, so be it. You know what I mean? That's all we can do is judge our own passion and love for these games. And that's the way the list forms. I do think we shouldn't put the cart before the horse, though. There is a good chance that 
everybody loves this list and there's oh, no complaints. Oh, <laughs> that's a very good point. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, we are going to be making the actual objective list for, like, for real objective list of the top 10 games of the year because we're going to be polling the MinMax community for the episode coming up in early January. So we'll have a poll running in the community Discord, which you can access to if you support us over on Patreon. And that's going to be a really interesting way just to see genuinely hundreds and hundreds of people what is the top 10 list for games of the year. So it's going to be a new list to be mad at, but then you'll have no one to blame but yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the best list of all. It's going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right, let's just clear the slate and get ready for this list to go here. Let's just save uh, holidays from Jeff. um. Holidays. Oh, all right. Should we, should we explain the, the two ten the two tens pun? Is that important? I think I did. Sarah, do you understand it? Do you get what it means? I didn't get it until all right, Ben I'm said do two it. ends, right. like two tens, yeah. and then Min-max, it kind of clicked. But two, yeah, yeah, I got it. I, I have for the past sure month since Ben Anson's, keeps bringing up the Anson's two tens, just that. been pretending that I know what he's talking about. I'm I, not going to front. I also was like, it's the two tens, and I'm like, that's it, it. It'll make sense later. And then at one point, it was like <laughs> twenty games, and I'm like, ten, ten, twenty. Yeah. All right. Like, yeah. This really, it okay. feels like every time uh, we have an episode of Trivia Tower with a special guest i always feel so bad for him like it'll be a piece of cake you just gotta crack wise about games and then like <laughs> get him on the phone right before we start and it's like okay so there's these things called hail marys that you throw out and that means that shifts to a new format of trivia it's like there's all these little details but that's a good sign of a good podcast is everyone just rolls with it and we'll figure it all out as we go yeah. rules you know rules that's what makes a good podcast i agree man <laughs> it's fun uh okay so i'll type these out let's just go around the horn to kick things off for what you consider a slam dunk. And we'll be rearranging, we'll be mixing and matching, but if we start with what we think of the slam dunks, it'll be a nice starting spot for this entire list. So, Leo Vader, top of the heap, top of the queue, give us a slam dunk for 2021. And don't say the one that I know you're going to say. Here we go. (laughs) Hitman 3. Love it. Love it. A gentleman's pick. Uh, Kyle Hilliard? Um, Returnal. I already said it. I jumped the gun. All right. Perfect. Jenna Garcia. Deathloop. Look, this is about as perfect of a list as I could imagine so far. Who would have a problem with this? Uh, We're almost like halfway done. done. I know, this is a piece of cake. <laughs> I hope you like our two 20-minute episodes. <laughs> uh, Jeff Markiafava. I'm going to say Resident Evil Village. Interesting. I like it and I love it. Sarah Pozorski. Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye. Okay, now this is controversial. No, this it's is not. Great. I know. I know. Not. You just haven't played it. I know. It's not I know. controversial. I know. I know. No, here's the thing. You know, we Are talked you about confusing it. difficult to spell with controversial. <laughs> yes, it's controversial. How bad I am at spelling this. Uh, so this is the thing we talked about in last week's episode. You know, DLC, which some would argue this is. Some would say, nay, it's an expansion. All over the place, right? But it's just, we're going off our passion. So if somebody's passionate about a release this year in some form, let's put it on that list. Leo, I think you had a good point at some point on the podcast about, like, look, if someone's really passionate about a sweater DLC in our favorite Ubisoft game, hey, if the passion's there, put it on the freaking list, man. Yeah, thank you. And that'll be coming up later. Okay, great. Looking forward to it. Uh, Look forward to Leo Vader's sweater NFTs. You got from that Twitch streamer, isn't it, Leo? That's right. Best experience. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to throw before your eyes on here. A lot of eye talk. Okay. Leo, where are we at, man? It takes two. Hell yeah. Tens, that is. 
let's keep making that <laughs> to joke. Be funny. Yeah, I think it's going to be really funny <laughs> if we keep coming back to that. Uh, Janet, what else do you see as a slam dunk on this list? Life is Strange, True Colors. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Taunted. Yeah, who all? Is it uh, myself, Sarah, and Janet that played Life is Strange, True Colors? Did the three of you other fellows mm-hmm. ever play it? I played like an hour or two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Good I downloaded it. Okay. That's solid. Okay. <laughs> gamer hours. The, I mean, there's not a lot of space on those hard drives. That's it's a lot rough. more commitment than most people show. True. Was it like after a couple hours later, you're like, I think I get this person's true colors. Problem solved. Moving on. <laughs> the thing is, I can read the protagonist's mind, so I have nothing to learn from it. Right. Smart. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, what do you like? Uh, let's, uh, let's do Metroid Dread. I um I was I almost said psychonauts to get another I psychonauts yeah. too, but I'll leave that for That's some. good. That's good. You're welcome to just make the jokes. You don't have to say the jokes that you're about to say. A joke's a joke, baby. I like getting the behind the scenes, you know, the Patreon exclusive mm-hmm. process. <laughs> if I say psychonauts too this early, it, it implies that I love it much more than I think I do. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. And no one wants to be that person who likes psychonauts too. <sighs> Dangerous territory. No, I like psychonauts too. Here's the thing, like going into this whole discussion, I, I keep having like uh, panic moments where I wake up in a cold sweat, just realizing I have no idea what this group's list is going to be like. This could be <laughs> so weird because there's so many things that just come out of the blue that I completely forgot about. But it's like, well, of course, Sarah's going to be passionate about this. You like, could just say Sarah. You don't have to act like this is a I'm surprise. You're right. gas that was today. 100% it. I was, don't act like it's not on my list because it is. I know. I know. So literally, I was eating oatmeal this morning and looking out the window and thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, gas station like simulator. It's Midwest story. Because yeah. I ate my morning oatmeal in the Watching dead of winter. Watching the snowfall <laughs> and just thinking, like, where is that going to be on this list? Like, we need to fact this in. Because honestly, Sarah, if I may be mm-hmm. totally candid on this very uh-huh. podcast, I thinking about last week's episode about the categories i was like did we do sarah dirty in that episode like i feel like anyone that she was really championing didn't even make real consideration it's hard when you have a different taste in games dare i say a little less pedestrian it's tough out here any relation to the game the pedestrian which i think also came out that's right that's a good point so sarah your choice is the pedestrian for games (laughs) okay well you know who who did sarah dirty Who's that? It's, it's whoever did that tweet earlier today. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't put my name on it. I forgot to take Sarah to tweet. There's what a lot happened? of us. Like, there's I a see lot you of out there not wanting to lose the one like it had. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, social media. I have like five accounts. I can boost this up if you want me to. Damn it. Uh, Jeff, um, get one out there, dude. Well, I'll say Psychonauts, too. You will. Okay. I'll say it. Number one champion. I said it. Psychonauts wow. 2. Love it. Very brave of you. Okay, Sarah, give, one of, give us one of those patented freak entries. Here we go. Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Okay. Um, damn it, I almost got Just that. the Q experience? Yes, and the entire experience. And these are two separate entries? Yeah, and then can you put Final okay. Fantasy XIV Q right underneath it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm actually in it right if now. think about it. What I've is been in the it. percentage... The percentage of time, like hours spent in queue versus hours actually played, is it is it neck and neck right now? Is it the same? It's, it's tough because I've spent like twelve hours playing this game, but I would say neck and neck. It literally mm. is. I spent I spent four <laughs> oh, hours, five sucks. hours in this queue to play for like three hours and then pass out. Uh, it is funny how things and times change as Min Max evolves because for so long Leo was like the 
look at this wacky guy with his wacky choices. And it's nice. That's over that, now. Yeah, you yeah, he's to annoying me now. What happened, Leo? Yeah, Mr. Pedestrian up there. Uh, okay. Hitman uh, 3. <laughs> what what yeah, even is that? Uh, come out this no, I totally. will put on said list Forza Horizon 5. Hmm. Just a frame reference. Let's see what we're All up right. to. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We're at 12. No, right Google Docs does let you do this within the infrastructure. No one knows how these <laughs> crazy things work, Janet. You're welcome to yeah, hack it. Um, okay, Leo, you're up again, dude. Yeah, well, we're out here doing math. Come on now. This is very impressive. What do you like? Uh, as as I have been since I became a normie, I'm filtering this through what won't people make fun of me for. So I'm now <laughs> going to say the Forgotten City. Smart. God, that's a smart choice, Leo. No one's going to make fun of you for that. You get to oh, that's perspective. <laughs> if you had like a big vat of tea, you could take a big sip from as you volleyed that choice in there. Oh, here it is. Hold on, let me try <laughs> the mug with the tea hand. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is a Forgotten City choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gift. That's the gift right there. You got it. All right, uh, Kyle. Um, let's do uh, let's do Solar Ash. Mm. Now look, my soul is screaming a little early, but hey, that's what this list is all Not about. For me, you know. Uh, for me, Janet, pin one to the board. Chicory. Yes, Chicory, a tale of two colors. I think it's called. Uh, Jeffum. Big sip, Jeffum. Oh, boy. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be cutthroat eventually. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, this is probably controversial, but I don't care. And all I will say Grand Theft Auto Trilogy. What? What? Wow. The I know it's the best game I've of played the year. a ton of it, and I've enjoyed it. I do, I do respect you more for saying that. Oh, interesting. That's courage. That's bravery. Well, that's right. Where were you at before wow. today? That might not mean much. You know, we need without the context, it's hard to know. His top we don't need leave. to talk about the total number of games I've played this year. Right, but. right. We shan't be talking about that. <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah, this is how you, this is like, well, I guess that's a spoiler from last week's episode. I was going to say, this is like Keanu Reeves respecting you in cyberpunk. Look, that's a punk rock choice, Jeff. Um, and we respect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Sarah. Unpacking. Love it. Love it. Um, I'm going to go with... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's so many games to fit onto this list. I'm going Guardians of the Galaxy. Never mind the typos. They'll be fixed in real time. All right. Uh, Leo. No one played Griftlands, right? No. I think... Okay, was that last year? Was that this year? It's 1.0 this year. Early access for a couple years. Okay, yeah, I think we talked about it last year, but I mean, if you played a lot this year and loved it... I heard it it was good. Yeah. Was it? Is that true? It's great, but I wouldn't put it in slam dunk territory if it's just me fighting for it. I don't think I'll get it. No, you can do... Look at what I'm doing! No, I stink. I'm a loser. No. No, it's true. Yeah, I'll put it on the list. It's been pretty early. I think we've been here for like 10 minutes. (laughs) I would rather put the Pistol Whip expansion on the list. Smoke and Thunder. Oh. Wow. Okay. Can you explain what this is? It's like they had a cyber or, you know, sci-fi type campaign last time. It's like five songs with some set piece moments. And uh, they did it this time with a Western aesthetic. And it absolutely rocks. I just, 
It's such a, I want game, my favorite artists to release albums in pistol whip because i'm just getting chills doing these like amazing gun kata moves synced up to the beat of the music it's such a unique like aggressively good feeling Weird. and the smoke and thunder i thought was better than the the previous one is this same territory as like a beat saber you think it surpasses beat saber for you um i i love them both dearly Beat Saber's more replayable, probably, but sure. certainly I enjoyed Smoke and Thunder more this year. Smoke and Thunder. I love it. Uh, I've started it. I'll, I'll try to play more. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Janet, this is the last um, pick for the two tens. You got to make it count. Also, does that mean nothing else gets on here ever? No, we're going to keep or volleying it? stuff, but okay. technically this is kind of, so you know. So that was a lie. Okay. Is uh, the way of, it tends to go is that it becomes like, do we really want to take this off for that? So I think I'm the ones little, that are in the 20 do have an easier time staying yes, at the start. I think um, you're right. I think I'm a little torn yeah. to put this one, but it is the way I ordered it on my personal list, even though I didn't play like all of it or like most of it. Uh-oh. But Bravely Default 2. It's really good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I remember you said, I remember right when you started at MinMax, you're like, this is my game of the year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't play much past that, but sure. I, I feel pretty confident that it's dope as hell. Now, Janet, this is going to be a big factor for them that stays on this list. Do you know, close your eyes, please. Do you know right now, is it Roman numeral two or number two? It's number two. I okay. Oh, you think. All right. We'll, we'll fact two. check that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what do you want on there, man? I have to edit like eight of the articles I wrote. <laughs> oh. Number two, them. It is Roman numeral, according to Oh, that will hurt yeah. you no, later, Janet. You know that what? will hurt you. <laughs> Where was that when it came out? You know, suddenly everyone now has a fine tooth comb for this game. Right. Versus right. when it dropped, everyone's like, this is like every other JRPG. I'm like, except it's actually not cornerly written and it's okay. good. Okay. There it is. Kyle. Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury. The king has entered the chat. There it is. There's a big cat in that game, which adds a lot of points, I think. Okay, let's... Exactly. It's a, and it goes Super Saiyan, right? We can't ignore that. We can't ignore it. So how do we do it? Do we just put Bowser's Fury? Are, are we debating the quality of Super Mario 3D um, World on this list? No, I, I, I'm focused on Bowser's Fury, Ooh. if, if we okay. want to okay. consider that. Let's like, just put Bowser's, Bowser's Fury. Fury specifically. But the only way to buy the game is it comes with... 3D world. Right. That's, but that's not a factor to Bowser's Fury's quality. Okay. Interesting. See, these lists are always confusing. Uh, okay, Sarah. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Give us something good. <laughs> I have a few. I just, it's, I'm like, yeah. Leo, I don't know which ones I want to throw out and try to fight for. Right. Right. Um, just do the I'm, unpopular ones. No one I, will judge you. I can say from experience. <laughs> Everyone will admire your courage mm-hmm. and bravery. Yeah. Um, I want to say Valheim. Let the record show she said it first. Um, <laughs> by the way, I just want to call attention to it because I love this joke so much and I don't think it got enough credit during the um, the Thanksgiving joke-a-thon that Bob Beal from the community submitted a joke which was, I like my games, like I like my personality. Bravely default to... <laughs> that nice? I really like that. Okay, anyways. Oh crap! Hang on, I broke everything. Hang on, hang on. Okay, and it's it's kind of back. Okay, uh, did I miss one? Okay, twenty three. Jeff, what do you got? Um, Wildermyth. Love it. Love yeah. a good spot. Someone for that hate there. me for that one. 
And just to be clear, we're not scared of the internet. If that has not come across yet, <laughs> we love comments. Yeah, y'all are like giving the energy of like the kids yelling like Candyman into a mirror, and it's like, bro, like, <laughs> you're totally right. Like, why are we up Ratchet right now? Like, we could be like, Ratchet you know, in Wireword. Um, Jeff, remind people what Wildermyth is all about. Uh, it is a turn-based, kind of very narrative-driven um, kind of tactics RPG. Procedural game. is the big bold word in that yes. in that description. Um, which, yeah. So I played a couple hours of Wildermyth, and it was one of those that I think this is really cool. I hope people who like procedural narrative and tactical games and D and D check this out. Um, but I never went back to it in a big way. Uh, Sarah, what's your wilderness experience? I had the same thing. I got through like the first area of it yeah. and I was like, wow, amazing. Like such a feat to make a game that's procedurally generated, but you still feel so connected to what your characters are doing. Totally. And the interactions between them. I ended up with like a hot river boyfriend Ooh, halfway nice. through. So like I'm all for it, <laughs> but I also didn't return to the game after I put it down. Right. Okay. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff, um, did you play a lot of it? You're roughly in our camp? Where are you at for Wildermyth here? Just to try to get a sense of the sucker. There is a reason I may have said Grand Theft Auto Trilogy before Wildermyth. Um, okay. Okay. Noted. Uh, okay. Um, I also played Wildermyth, by the way. What's that? I've played it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. How much did you play? Not probably around the same amount as y'all. Okay. Um, I did like one four hour session. I liked it a lot. I think I was really bad at it and I don't know why, but like I'm, Based on how my stuff went, I'm like, I think I am doing something wrong. But I still really had fun, and I liked the combat. I liked getting to put your little characters in there. Um, yeah, it was very D&D, but, and I don't play D&D, but I'm like, yeah. okay, this is what D&D is like. I could, maybe I'd like D&D, because I, I thought it was really well-constructed. Yeah, and you can play co-op, too, which I always wanted to check out. But, uh, yeah, it's PC only right now. Shazira in the chat's a big fan of it. She says, it's getting a Switch port, but apparently it's going to take a minute. Yeah, there's something about the engine they made it in, apparently, that's something that makes it tricky. Um, okay. Well, Wildermyth, good lay of the land there. I'm going to go with, oh boy, I'm going to do Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Yay, we love you. Is that what you want to hear? Uh, great job. Can I job. hear it, internet? <laughs> the only game that can do it. Yes, you did a great job. Give yourself a pat on the back. Please, please. Sang in middle school. I don't know if anyone else sang that, if that was only my school. No, we really hated each it. other and ourselves Very in middle school. Huh? Like, you know what? I did do a good job. We did. Um, we went on one field trip when we were like in eighth grade or something, though. That was like the most uplifting bit of confidence I've ever received in my life, where we went to like this. I don't even know what it was. There was a guy on stage and they were all singing and dancing. And then he made everybody in our class just go like this. All right. Now everybody do this at the same time. Uh, uh, I love myself. Uh, uh, I love myself. And being in a room of like hundreds of people did that. No, it was was like, I've never, I had not loved myself until that moment. And it's all been downhill since. So just a tip out there for folks. If you want to love yourself, do that chat. And that's what we got here today. Yeah. When my ego is right a mug. I will be the one that types. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) where are we at? Oh, Leo, what do you got on here? Uh, can I just say it? Yeah, you can, man. Riders Republic. Yeah. Leo, I was prepared to say it if you weren't. Oh, thank Eventually. you. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Uh, all right. Kyle, <laughs> what do you want to do? I want to do Resident Evil 4 VR. Interesting. Mm. Two Resis on this list. Um, 
Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one, Kyle, because we talked about it in the last episode. Of, it's nice to have some place for Resident Evil VR. And why not put it here? It's You said it's one of your favorite. Yeah. You said you liked it more than Half-Life Alex. I think I like it more than Half-Life Alex. Yeah, which is a bold <laughs> statement. That is so Maybe? Wild. I don't know. Was, was anyone offended by that? Please let me know. I love it. <laughs> Didn't play it in enough to know to be offended. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like AP will play that game. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Janet, what do you like? Death's the door. Yes, there it is. There it is. Uh, uh, Sarah? I really liked the way Inscription was going. I was just bad at it, so I would like to put Inscription on this list, but I will not lay down my life for it, but I think it deserves to be recognized. Now, who's scared Before of the gas internet? station simulator, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, alright. Uh, Jeffum, knock us out of the park, dude. Knock us all uh, out of the park. Hey, no one can be mad at this one. How about Loop Hero? Love Wow, man, people! <laughs> Indie darling. Uh... I really love Loop Hero. That was, I'm trying to think, that might be the only game this year that I was like really showing it to people like, you got to check this out. Like I brought my girlfriend down to show it to her. Like, I think it's such a cool idea. Um, how are we feeling as a group about Loop Hero? Where was everybody at? Oh, I definitely played the first hour. Okay. Okay. Me too. And there's, <laughs> and there's proof. It was documented online. Okay. Solid. But I bounced off after. Yeah. I would also feel bouncy. I played like, two or four hours i streamed it that's why it's two or four um i didn't continue because it was on pc and then it came to switch and i was like if it comes to mobile i'll keep playing it and then it got there and i just ignored it because i don't want to buy it because i'm not going to play it because i lied it was a lie yeah okay that's fine it's (laughs) yeah it was it's on switch it is good it's pretty it's really well constructed yeah if you're not familiar with it it's oh boy it's a really weird game to explain you're running around a track that's always varied and then you're fighting monsters and you're upgrading it's just kind of like simplifying the core of an rpg down to just like the basest thing that feels a little bit in that cookie clicker vein but north of that it's a cookie clicker meets diablo meets an old amiga or something uh, but it definitely, not, there's also a little bit a of life that sounds horrible no but it's good though sarah it's really don't, it's don't really listen good. to him <laughs> there's also a little bit of like how how much are you going to push yourself right like, right should i go for more loops or is it time to call it now and that that kind of you know um risk reward scenario yeah uh tiling i think is a big part of it like learning like a lot of the game isn't told to you but you kind of figure it out by guessing stuff or just going on the internet and finding it out but it's like oh if i lay this if i build put like three i don't know i don't don't remember the specifics because it's been so long but it's like oh i put three trees together now i have a forest and if i pass a forest i get like this buff so it's essentially like a strategy tile laying looping game it's one of those yeah uh okay sarah what do you like gas station simulator there it is put it on the list there it is there we gotta shake it up we gotta gotta shake it up um okay i'm going to put age of empires 4 at this point and i feel like that's a little low for my likes just for flavor um (laughs) does anybody else let's just should we just open it up to the floor does anybody have one they feel like is a good this is a good spot for yes uh leo i mean I raise my hand, Kyle, the play thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Gentleman's pick? Uh, Chivalry 2. Mm. I would love to see on the list. Did anybody else check out Chivalry 2? 
No, but it looks amazing. It looks. I like the passion. It looks like so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I heard you can headbutt people if you don't have any arms, which <laughs> I sounds heard that. like a win. It seems like That's a pretty correct. good game. Uh, so, was it like a good game to play with your buddies, just for silly nonsense happening? Don't really care too much about the competition. Is that kind of the appeal of Chivalry Two at this point? Really, Polygon has a great video essay uh, about how it's one of the funniest games ever made. Mm. And it is really good at lending itself to that in terms of winning does not matter in the least. Like, you're just having fun moment to moment because the combat is so good. The blocking and the parrying and the countering. Even when you're stuck against, like, four people, you have ways to get out of it, which I really appreciate and I think really makes it stand out from other similar games yeah. in the in the genre, genre, uh, chivalry and Mordhau. Yeah, right, right. But, yeah, it's like you... You just have to divorce yourself from caring about winning because half the time when you're winning, the other team will start leaving and then you'll get auto swapped to the other team and then you'll lose. Like it doesn't matter at all. And mostly you're just laughing, especially with the new brawl mode they added just a few months ago, which is like no weapons. You're just in a food hall throwing uh, pints of beer at each other, bashing each other over the head with chairs. It's hilarious. That's perfect. I love it. That sounds like a perfect game. Um, Kyle, were you about to say something super smart? Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I don't think we should um, withhold, right? Like, I think we should yes, me- like mention every game we think was good this year. Totally. Even if we realistically think it's not going to make the list because it's nice to highlight good things. That I am liked. completely with you. It's a time to celebrate the year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the hand raising thing is so sweet. Uh, yes, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> Then can I would like to add the Animal Crossing Happy Home Paradise there DLC as well as Toem. Oh, okay. Happy Home Designer. Uh, would Paradise Happy DLC Home Paradise. Happy Home Amiibo Festival. Happy Home Paradise. No, not Amiibo yeah. Festival. Okay, and just to be clear, um, because I still am a little confused with this. This is the DLC. Does this also kind of include the overall update? Because it's kind of like two halves of the whole for Animal Crossing this year, right? I can can I include it in the update because it is kind of two halves of the whole. You're right, but you can use the Happy Home Paradise stuff in the game, but we right. can just look at Happy Home Paradise. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, last I don't week. think they're. Treated, I don't think they need to be treated separately. Sure, it was sure. Like yeah. the whole yeah. thing. Um, Janet, what tickled you the most about Happy Home Paradise this year? Do you think what was like number one thrill um, with that? I think the fact that you can bring in the updates to your home island because then it really makes it a more unified thing rather than I'm flying away this island to go work. Like, they really actually integrated it into the main game. Mm -hmm. Especially because the number one, not the number one complaint, but a big complaint from a lot of the community uh, and myself as someone who mainly likes Animal Crossing for designing is why is my house so ugly? Why my animals have these ugly homes? And now you can fix that problem. Um, Or at least you have the tools to fix the problem. Uh, I don't know if I can fix that problem in my animal home, but I'm going to try to. Thank God. The animal homes are so ugly, especially because they have a, the you can switch up the core like homes that your starter villagers and stuff had. So pretty significant. Nice. Um, and then Toem, mm-hmm. which is still hard to Google. Like if you search Toem game, it's always a mess. But Toem is the yeah. black and white adventure game through the lens of photography. photography. Yeah. And what was uh, what was so great about Toem, sir? <laughs> I've tried it starting it just, so many times. <laughs> it's kind of it was like a short hike where it's a small condensed experience that is good from start to finish it didn't it didn't stay any longer than it needed to it did exactly what it came to do yeah and i enjoyed every moment of it 
And it's just cute, quirky, interact with these animals, take some pictures, funny stuff I mean, happens. Yeah, it's like take some pictures, you know, you know, they integrated photos into like interesting missions, interesting side things that you could do. So overall, just very well thought out, very well executed game. Love There's it. some like light puzzle solving and like connective quests. I think the connective mm-hmm. quests were some of my favorite parts of Toem. I'm still not like only like an hour or something into it, but there's like little secrets that open up where there's a character who like I think was missing their sock or something. And if you find it, you open up like a game that you can play. And if you win that game, it like leads to other things. So I think it has some nice chained mission quests, but it also doesn't require that you complete all of the quests there. So I think it allows for like a little bit of player variety and like how much do you want to see of this? And if you do complete everything, that's also like pretty satisfying and attainable within the game. Yeah. Um, here's something that is not here, <laughs> y'all, that's worth a, a talker. I'm going to start typing it, and I just want to gauge your reactions. Is it, I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to bring it here. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised. I was going to say it for the same reason um, that we don't, cyberpunk it like we did last year so this is yeah halo infinite everybody we the hesitation is that we haven't finished the story mode yet i call me a rapscallion i feel like it's fair game this year like talking to other people in the general consensus is the second half of the campaign because we've played the first half of the campaign for the deepest dive so far and people say the second half of the campaign is about the same as the first on about every level and so I think it's a tough thing if this is going to be our game of the year, but I think we've all played multiplayer. We've played half the campaign. There's an asterisk, but I think it's worthy of including this year. I yeah, I don't I'm surprised it didn't come yeah. up sooner. I, I don't it's, see any reason not to include it. it. I've played it enough to know how I feel about it. It will be on my top ten. I just was hesitant to bring it up against games that people have played right I, I just didn't know when to bring it up but i'm glad right, you right, brought right. it up and now it's on the list and we can figure it out from there and i guess we could make all of janet's nightmares come true i mean let's just put cyberpunk 2077 on this list give that oh, game i was, was gonna say pokemon snap which people are welcome to like that game i just uh-huh. don't think it's good i like it at all uh, let's hey let's do it janet we haven't really talked about pokemon snap <laughs> let's throw sure. it on i there. mean i that's not me putting on the list like i don't think that game is good look what you Perfect. did look you manifested it yeah so <laughs> original pokemon <laughs> snap just one- shouting things into the wind now like i have should we just keep adding to here no or? hey look just because you, you mentioned it I, I think i would like to at least tip a cap to new pokemon snap this year the fact that they released a new pokemon snap and i think it's you know, it'd be cool if it was a complete reinvention of Pokemon Snap and you could wander around anywhere and stuff like that. Um, it is unthinkable to me that Pokemon Snap is one of my favorite games of all time and I have not seen credits roll in new Pokemon Snap yet. And part of that it's is... unthinkable. I, I think it? so. I do think it's unthinkable. In my household, so that like it seems Pokemon insane. <laughs> What's that? So do you like new Pokemon Snap? I do like new Pokemon Snap, yeah. I mean, a it's large good? part of that was like streaming it with, you know, the community and Ronnie and having a great time. Do I think it's a good game? I think it is a unique game, and I like wow. it. I like it more than a lot of things on this list. Hansen. This is painful to watch, but mm-hmm. you heard it here first. D- did not say yes. <laughs> I like that's not even a high like level, but I mean, pe- people like Pokemon Snap. I'm not one of them. Yeah, I did. I did like that game. I was frustrated by how you unlock new areas quite a bit. But it had some smart anyway, design decisions. We can kill Pokemon Snap later. It can be yeah. here. I know the commu- like people in the community were mentioning it too. But anyway, yeah. uh, I, I'd like to toss Little Nightmares Two on there. Okay, uh, just because it was it was uh, early in my top ten towards the beginning of the year. It's no longer on my personal list, but 
Um, I think it's really great. I think it was super overlooked because it's a sequel to an indie game. And I don't know, maybe it just didn't have a lot of excitement around the release. But I think it does everything better than the first game did. And I thought the first game was a good game. So I was really impressed by Little Nightmares 2. Um, and the audio design, uh, as n- kind of necessary by the genre, is really high quality. Um, just to really convey like the the horror of things, it does a great job at like precise timing. There's some really horrific uh, creatures in that. Uh, really like that one. Yeah, love it. Um, who all played Little Nightmares? Yeah, I, I was that was what I was gonna say next. I'm I'm fairly <laughs> sure it will end up on my personal top ten. I really love Little Nightmares too. Yeah, right on. Um, what what feels right? What feels right for a 39 to throw in there at this point? I would love to shout uh, out Dorf Romantic. Yeah. The Is Steam. It romantic? The Steam tile based building, settlement building game. Is that how you spell it's, it? Yeah, you got it. Oh, thank you. Dorfro. Dorfro. It's not on my top 10, but I loved it this year. It's a really peaceful, quaint little game where it's not just, you know, doing nothing and meditating or whatever. You're, you're solving little challenges and goals that are do it, giving you little game dopamine, you know? Yeah. It's got that going for it. Yeah, that was a, a cool little thing for sure. Um, I'll throw uh, Genesis Noir on this list, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, but it's that black and white uh, noir adventure game that is about uh, the evolution and history of the universe, and it's trippy, and it has some of the greatest art I've seen in years uh, for a video game. I'll say in general. There's no other art that matters. Am I right, gamers? (laughs) It's really cool looking. I played it for a little bit. And I feel like if if that were just on a TV at the MoMA, you know, I stop for 10 minutes and go like, that's one of the craziest things ever. (laughs) 100%. Yes. And uh, it's worth worth looking at a trailer of Genesis Noir if you've never seen it. And then the ending is really, really awesome and different and crazy and musical. And I... I hope that you get through it if you ever start it up because the ending's awesome. Uh, I'd like to put on Unsighted. Yeah, great spot for which it. Which was the kind of Zelda Metroid mashup. I know there's a million of those games, but this one was actually really good and really well thought out in all of the progression and abilities that you unlocked and the puzzles in all of the different dungeons and stuff were really well done. Yeah, and the whole weird premise was people you see how long they have to live and it's like a currency yeah, in the they're game all, or something? they're all androids and they're all running out of life juice and, and that's like a currency that you're collecting as you're going around but you have to choose which ones that you want to give it to these NPC characters in order to keep them alive. Right, right. And do you... Well, do you I think life juice is what Ethan poured on his hand. I, I was really yeah. the same thing. Like... Yeah. Hey, all right. Hey, all right. Yeah. Uh... Let's see. Mm. Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Love it. Kena. I never remember how to say it, but I did beat the game. Kena. They don't say it a lot in the game, so that's it happens. Uh, yeah, that's awesome that you beat it. I think Kyle and I started it and didn't quite finish it. Is that right, Kyle? I didn't get very far. I oh, really? Didn't didn't really grab me. Which I, I but it's one of those things that are like I want to go back to it because it's like this should be grabbing me yes. this seems like my kind of game i don't know why i bounced off of it uh initially but i'm gonna give it another shot soon. yeah i do think it starts a little bit more on the weaker end personally so i think if you i don't know how much of it you've played but it could be worth just playing a little bit more because when i first picked it up i'm like 
I don't like this because I think the the jump's a little bit weird and like eyeing the distance between things is a little finicky. But once the combat really starts to evolve and you get more abilities, like I think the combat is really where it does stuff well, as well as like a few of the like platforming puzzle parts. But like the moment to moment jumping, like if they added more intense platforming in it, it wouldn't be that great of an experience um but yeah a, a fantastic game i think it it's super impressive too for it being the studio's first thing that they made it's um crazy. yeah i think it's a really really good one yeah it's gorgeous and then it's bizarre because like oh i think the combat's fine north of fine but then the level design it feels so ps2 generation gamecube yeah, generation really- you know it's like it's the level design of like a Star Fox adventures but it just looks gorgeous it's really an it feels odd like someone remade a ps2 game yeah totally but not in a bad way like it is a, in a limiting way but there's something kind of nice about that it's very nostalgia yeah Ooh, i haven't heard that is that a common term nostalgia I say it i don't know if anyone else does <laughs> wow <laughs> Do well, I just there we go. mark this day ladies I, and gentlemen there might have been a situation, Hanson, where Janet said that and you had the same exact response. <laughs> you like, you're, what? I wasn't going to mention it, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. like, I wasn't going to... Yes, this happens every time I mention That's it. funny because I actually, I felt nostalgic about that nostalgic conversation, so that explains it. <laughs> but, like, I don't correct it because it just adds to, like, the allure, you know? Plus, Man. I can get the same compliment for yeah. the same work I did. It's really smart. You know what I mean? Oh, it's new go. every time to him, so I'm like, okay, I'm getting a lot of juice out of this term. It's smart. Kane of Bridge of Spirits was the name of that game, by the way. PS5 only? PC? It's on Epic yeah. Game Store, I think. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just got a physical release, like, last week or something. Yeah. Kind of fun. Uh, I think this is a wonderful spot for our dear friend, the patron saint of this podcast. Where are you? Get it together. Where are you typing that? Oh, okay. Is it at number 44? We're, like, on the third page. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> just scroll down. I was like, we moved. Oh, really? Um, oh, weird. I'd like to toss on a oh, okay, Operation just, Tango. Oh, sure, yeah. You bet. Um, I wanted to give Warrior where it's due, because uh, I don't know if there's going to be another opportunity to talk about it, just to see where everybody's at with it. I really loved WarriorWare. Uh, get it together. I understand they shook up the formula, and some people were annoyed about having direct control with these characters thrown in there, but as we talked about on the podcast, at this number of entries in the series, let them try something different. And I had a really good time playing co-op, playing those multiplayer modes, um, it's WarriorWare. You're not going to put 300 hours into it. You know, I played it for 10 hours. I had a blast and that's what I want from WarriorWare. I had a good time with some of those challenges that update every week. Um, where's everybody else just at temperature wise for WarriorWare? Yeah, I, I, I honestly like it's kind of one and this is insulting to it. And I apologize, WarriorWare, because I love you so dearly, but I did kind of forget about it until yeah. you just mentioned it now. But like, I had, a, I had a blast playing it. It was hilarious. I was A lot of laughs have coming out of that game. Yeah, I do think... I think it's the funniest game I played this year. Like, I think I laughed more in those 10 hours than any other game here, realistically. Yeah. I do uh, just wish it was easier to play the old WarioWares on Switch, though, you know? Yeah, like, for, for both sure. people who like both versions, I wish there was options. Yeah, yeah. yeah. WarioWare Ultimate Edition. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, sorry, Janet. Operation Tango. Yeah, um... Co-op, mandatory co-op game um, or co-op mandatory game it was on ps plus so i think a lot of people played it through that um i think it's also on pc i'm yep, assuming yep, and it um it's uh you play as like an agent and a hacker you pick your roles you can't see each other's screens and you're trying to talk people talk your partner through your goals so um the the fun of it really comes from trying to communicate as clearly as possible while having 
almost usually zero idea what the other person is seeing. So um, it's it was a really good time. And even though I probably like at this point, I don't think it's on like my personal like top 10. It's really high up there for me in terms of fun I have this year. And it's also like a, it's a well-made game. Like it's good. But um, I had more fun playing this than it takes to honestly in terms really? of the experience. Yeah, like it's obviously a very different kind of co-op experience because it's very communication based and necessitates that you and your partner truly work together. But that's what I liked about it. Hmm. And I felt like it did that without becoming frustrating, which I think is super hard to pull off. Um, so, yeah, Operation Tango. I mean, if people haven't played it, like go play it. It's awesome. Yeah, I think we had it in the new show plus poll several times and never quite won. But it's a tough name and a tough sell, I think. But it seems like everyone that did stream it had a blast or just played it with a partner had a blast. So I've been meaning to get around to it. Uh, how's everybody else feeling? What's a good 45? Oh, I got it. Take it. It's Mario Golf, son. Ooh. Mario Golf Super Rush? Sugar, <laughs> sugar Rush? Super, super Rush. Super yes. Rush. What are you I, I, I get it's just Mario Golf, but I had oh, a great. lot of fun with it. And you know what? They kept on coming out with DLC for it for no reason. Ooh. No one was expecting them to treat it like some kind of live service game but they added a bunch of new courses and new modes and stuff and i went back and played those too and it's just a nice chill game i don't want to go out and play red dead 2 right now so i'm just gonna chill or out and ever play a little bit of golf uh did you get into that uh was it speed golf because nothing chill about that yeah it's okay that's oh. that's one of the reasons i didn't like it as much they they added one where you have to get it onto the green in one shot, and then you have to you have to actually put it into the hole in one shot right. for each hole. So it's like a really fast kind of skill test thing. That's just it's a fun game. Okay? Yeah, I know. Forty five. Yep. What do you want? Hey, what do you want? <laughs> uh, I think uh, this is a good spot for the Artful Escape, which was on Game Pass. If you recall, the game it's about. Uh, uh, musician who's being pigeonholed as the next folk singer and he says nay I want to be a crazy sci-fi wailing on my electric guitar kind of guy and then he goes on a wacky sci-fi adventure um, the music's awesome the art's great uh, it is a lot of hey it's a game where you kind of just hold to the right and you run and then you do a little jumping it's a platformer where no platforming skills are really needed but it's just a, a cool three hour experience to go through that I had a good time with What's what's everybody else's vibe on Artful Escape? I don't think I liked that game. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm noted. sorry. Okay. That's how I feel. That's fine. Move it down to 47? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. That was, was like, this is your last day at the studio. <laughs> I hate to say it. It is with no joke. Like, it was like, really? Dark. Yeah, I, I'm with Kyle. I wasn't... Uh, I was not feeling that game, but I do think the art is incredible mm-hmm. for the yeah. artful game. Like, yeah, no I personal, it was my personal pick for like when they had best art direction up for Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Artful Escape like is a good contender right for that. That would be my vote. Um, that being said, I didn't like any of the other aspect, and I actually wasn't a fan of the music. I felt like it was a lot of um, just like general chords, but not like tracks. Um, which to its to its um, credit, like. You can do what you want. Obviously, they didn't want to do like full on songs in that way and wanted to be more like someone ad libbing on a guitar, but it just didn't really carry me through in that sense. But visually, very stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, I'll keep lobbing stuff on here. Oh, Kyle, yes. Please. Yeah, I got, well, here, I got, there are two that I wanted to throw on yeah. real quick just as nice little shout outs. I really 
enjoyed Narita Boy this yeah. year. Great art, cool action game, pixelated 2D. Uh, great end theme song we talked about in our best of music of the year. Yeah. And then also I uh, enjoyed uh, Fist, Forged in Shadow yes! Torch. There we go. Which had the uh, unfortunate release window of, of coming out pretty close to Metroid Dread. <laughs> and I immediately, I was like, oh, this is a fun Metroid-inspired kind of game. And then a Metroid came out. And I was like, well, I'm going to go play that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they didn't count on that when they started this game's development. The only thing that can eat our lunch is, what, a new 2D Metroid game? Clear sailing, <laughs> boys! The Metroid. Um, yeah, I think one for me would be, um, if we're just, like, especially doing the shout-outs of things yeah. that stood out this for the year, um, Oregon Trail Hell on yes. Apple Arcade. Hell yes, um, I was hoping you'd get to it. It is, it just might be the best iteration of Oregon Trail. Absolutely. Uh, and to caveat that, I've played maybe like um, two or three iterations. I don't know. I'm not keeping track of my Oregon Trail history, but um, I think it's incredibly well constructed. Um, I think it also does a great job at trying to be more tactful and respectful of people's existence and identities uh, in a way that maybe the some of the older versions were less like that. Sure. Um, it has, you know, a little Resident Evil inventory management style system. Mm-hmm. And like at the end of the day, it's 2021. It's still fun just to put your friends in the wagon. Yes. And see what happens. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make it past the river? Do I want to, you know, like add the caulking gel? It's kind of expensive. I could sell something. This meat's bad. Do I eat it? These are things we've been asking ourselves since, you know, for decades. That's and right. I still don't know the answer, and I'm still excited to see the result. Wildermyth kind of is a modern take on totally. Oregon Trail, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's, one of, that's one of the things I like about it. Like, building my party as my family, like, was Definitely. super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo, I'd be curious to see what you think of the Oregon Trail because it is, it's interesting to see them take that formula and then try and inch it closer to like an 80 days or procedural narrative stuff just with wacky situations. Real wacky stuff. Um, speaking of which, Leo, did you ever end up playing much of that Road 96? I remember you were looking forward to that procedural game. Did we talk about it on the podcast? Yeah, I played a run and a half of it. I okay. thought it was cool, but it didn't stick with me, nor did I stick with it. Okay. Um, I want to shout out uh, Knockout City. Yeah, it won that, Knockout City. Yeah, it came and went pretty fast. Um, I hope the numbers are are okay for that thing. But that is the dodgeball, what three on three, uh, competitive oh. game. It's very oh. cutesy that EA published, uh, Villain Studios developed. But it's one of those games that there's a definite theme for me this year of games just feeling so much better than I expected. Um, I think It Takes Two is at the top of that list for every aspect, and then Knockout City was another one that I jumped in. Like, yeah, sure, a dodgeball. I don't know, some sort of overwatchy dodgeball thing. And then it just felt awesome to play and like psych people out. I had a good time these several times I played Knockout City. It's a great blend of, uh, you know, competitive game that's more about just the moves. It's like if in Rainbow Six Siege you had the option to shoot someone or not shoot them and that was it. And right. Missing wasn't a problem. Yes. <laughs> like it becomes so much more tactical and about spacing and positioning in a way that's really satisfying. Right, because you don't have to worry about aiming. Yeah, I think it's a really, really smart game that I hope lives on in some way here. Uh, Sarah, you got some... You got oh, some... I, oh, do I got some? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Pokemon Unite. I enjoyed it far more than I feel like I should have. Yeah. Um, a very good introduction to mmos well done wait, i had a really MOBAs. good one month with it wait did you how much did you play pokemon unite then i probably played it pretty obsessively for like a month oh really when it okay came out. yeah it's definitely uh, maybe we should have if i hadn't known that you played it it feels like one that we could have put it for it's a game that's probably pretty good that none of us played the point is i i've been my meaning bad. to go Sorry. back to it um it's it's one that has always been on my dock and i'm like god if i could just get a group together 
of just four people or what four or five people on a team whatever it is and just get a bunch of local switches like i bet that'd be really fun just to try and learn mobas with other people because a little bit i played i thought was cool um okay pokemon unite love it Mm -hmm. did you have more yeah a power wash simulator was very good yes i really enjoyed washing (laughs) dirt off of various things like the you know mars rover and it's really good uh good game good game love it uh really they have their mars rover in there is it on Mm -hmm. mars Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you go up there and you just get the dirt off. That's good. That sounds great. With your various... so there is water on Mars? That seems... Yeah, they like just... You put it's it in the it. canyon. You brought it there. XO1. I should have played more of, but I thought it was really cool. It is the sci-fi marble game <laughs> where it's 3D oh, right. marble yeah. madness. That's, you know... I, I played the first, like, 20 minutes of that. That's interesting. Isn't it yeah. cool? Yeah, so you, like, press... Yeah. Uh, you know, the trigger to like gain gravity and then you're just riding the slopes on all of these sci-fi planets. It's on game pass. If you want to check it out, it's a very cool, weird thing Then you can glide around too. It, it kind of, it, it was what I wanted jet to be kind Mm -hmm. of in a weird way of like when I first saw the trailer for jet, it was like, Oh yeah, I want to fly around some weird looking alien planets. And then jet had a lot more annoying stuff on top of it. But yeah, the uh, XO one XO one. It's just yeah, you're just flying a weird little flat marble, little dauber. Around. And I was like, God, this feels so familiar. Like using the slope from the hills to gain momentum. And then it wasn't until listening to the Firescape podcast where Mary Kish is like, Oh yeah, it's just tiny wings. It's just three D tiny wings. I was like, Oh, oh that, yeah, totally. I hadn't thought of tiny wings in so long. So yeah, of course that's what it is. It's awesome. Um, controversial choice. Everybody, hold on to your hats. Uh, Controvert me. What the dub? Get it on that freaking list. Uh, this is oh, the game. That was this year? That was this year. It came out earlier this year. The game's been out my entire life. <laughs> it certainly feels like it should have because it's such a blast. This is the one that we played during Extra Life where it feels like a very Jackbox game. The tech is very Jackbox, but it's not a Jackbox game. Uh, but it's the one where it just has clips from old movies and then silences sections of them and then everybody types in what that person should say and it does text-to-speech, and there's just rapid-fires through everybody's guests, and you choose your favorite. It's just, honestly, it's the best Jackbox game in years. It's like standalone I, thing. I love it so this much. It's incredible. I totally miss this. This kind of sounds like uh, you're in the movies. Yes. That Xbox 360 game that I love so much. Oh, my God, Kyle. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, if you're looking for, like, a group thing, just go back and watch our Extra Life stream, because maybe we're just loopy in the morning, but, like, I thought that group and that game was just the funniest freaking combo and not only because okay. Leo was really hammering that fart sound effect button, but beyond that, <laughs> I feel like it really was something special. Some people have the gift. <laughs> uh, other suggestions? I'd, yeah, I'd like to say Biomutant. Oh, Great wow. character creator. Um, but, then I, 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 but I did also like put like 30 hours into it. Really? Oh my God, and that's ha- Yeah, so had, had a lot of fun. I, I still feel like I barely played any of you know what was in there but big open world different different approach to combat kind of mixing melee and projectile attacks and stuff like that good upgrades and stuff and and a really interesting world to kind of learn about from your weird rodents perspective and having a british narrator kind of talk over everything and explain what old technology like toilets are or what they think it they may have been used for and stuff like that. Right. It definitely feels like they that team could come back in four years with a Biomutant 2 and 
and be quite a few yeah. numbers higher on this list. You know, it feels like a, yeah. a cool first yeah. effort. Um, Oliha, a game I feel like I talk about way too much, but it is the game that's a little bit uh, another world, 2D pixel adventure, action adventure. You're getting upgrades, upgrading a town, going on little adventures. Wonderful little five-hour experience. One of my favorites from earlier in the year. Yeah, I liked it too. O-L-I-J-A, Oliha. I would love to shout out Mask Maker, my favorite VR game from 2021. What is this? Did you get around to checking that out, Kyle? Uh, I, I did start it. I didn't get very far, though, sadly. I just kind of got through the opening sort of uh, prologue, I guess you could say, just kind of setting the stage. I didn't yeah. get into the core gameplay too much, but it, it seemed interesting. I was not turned off by it in any way, for sure. It's I really loved it. It's like a four-hour puzzle game, and it starts with you in this uh, mask shop, and you kind of find your way to the back workbench area, and from there you make all these different masks by chiseling them which has like an amazing force feedback can't explain it but feels great um then you hand paint them and put little accessories on them and then you grab the mask and you put it on and that puts you immediately in this different realm and you'll be exploring that and you'll see another figure like you frozen with a mask on you'll look at their mask through your telescope and you'll get kind of the schematic for that mask you just reach up, take your mask off, and you're back in the workshop, and then you make that new one, paint it, hand paint it, put it back on, and then you're that new figure in Weird. the realm. And that's kind of the core loop. And it becomes so weirdly satisfying. Like, I never would have expected to have that experience in a game five years ago. But, like, by the end, crafting an intricate mask and going, like, <laughs> getting that feedback of it, you know, making the magic effect of, oh, look, you made the mask perfectly on this super complicated thing where every little bit is painted this different color with all these specific accessories and like getting this mask design right on my first try was a awesome, wonderful VR feeling. And it, it cemented why I love that medium so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, a couple big ones that aren't on the list and, you know, I'm not suggesting we put them on there but i'm curious to get the groups read uh far cry 6 seems like a biggie everyone's a light head shake is that where we're at on far cry 6 collectively i i liked what i played i i kind of um go to janet because she had the truest experience that was like she never played far cry before oh you right beat it that's right and i rolled like, credit that's the dead of night yeah that's impossible janet. and if you and if you're not over the moon as that being your first far cry like that kind of weirdly makes me kind of feel like eh, maybe i don't need to go back to it and maybe that's not fair. Maybe I should give it a, 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 a bigger shot. But I liked what I played. It's tough because I did end up going to a toxic place in my life to finish that game because I, I liked I liked it. Right. I enjoyed it. I, I think it is a little basic in some parts, but like the overall loop is sound. I think they give you like a bunch of stuff to do. I think the game is way too bloated to make me want to do the bunch of stuff it has to do. But at the time of us reviewing, it, I'm kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, this is good. Not in love with it, but like it's a good game. And I still think that, but I'm a lot more bitter, which I (laughs) because like I finished, like I had my fun and then I had some left. So I sat down, put in a couple hours, four to eight hours, still not done. It's all good. We'll come back to it. I eventually was like, I got to beat this thing because if I don't beat it now, like I'm not going to uninstall it and reinstall it later. Like it's got to be it's got to be now. So I sit down and I begin the arduous trek, like task of realizing, wait, a quest line never popped up. There's a whole other family I never met. I'm so Anyway, and I got to the end, and I was like, "If I don't, if I stop now, Anton Castillo just gets away with it." Like, I can't. I got it. I got to wow. see the ending. Of it. Those emails got um, to you, right? Remember, 
my felt so excited to have rolled like since Metroid Dread, which was just very hard to beat the ending boss for me. Mm-hmm. I felt so vindicated to have finished it. So I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, I think I'm not against it being on the list. Also, Ben already typed it, which uh, I, I don't know who it. approved that. I but, typed it when you um, said you enjoyed it. The keys. <laughs> but it, it is a good game. It is just not. It is a good spot for it. Okay. There's a reason that I did not name it. And like, if it was like, hey, if you don't put it on here now, we're never going to like talk about it. Yeah. I'm like, that's not the worst thing. But yeah, I mean, I think to its credit, it is a good game. There's just a bit too much of it um, right, right. in there. Mm. Yeah, it's so weird to think of that game's critical reaction, which was kind of like, yeah, it's, it's Far Cry 6. And then you look at the sales charts and it's still just annihilating. Like, you know, I went to like this Christmas party a couple weeks ago um, and, you know, like a somebody that I barely know, uh, they came up and they're like, hey, what, what games are good this year? I was like, um, <laughs> what's that? Yeah, I really should have just sent on this list. Yeah, but I was running through like some options. He's like, never heard of it, never heard of it. He's like, yeah, I've just been playing Far Cry 6. It's awesome. It's like, that's right. Like it just it hits like this certain tier of gamer that I always forget exists. I'm just like, what's it's the big game to get? This be, one like, chipped away at. And I think if you really like, like it has really gritty, gruesome combat. Which if you like, you'll like really enjoy. And if you don't, like maybe you wouldn't like the game at all. Where you could just drive machetes through people's skulls. And I think that's still satisfying, even like 40, 60 hours in. Like having an alligator that you can put a jersey on and then the gator attacks people. <laughs> right. Like I called my car and it ran over my horse. So like right, these right. are memories that I will always cherish. And I think Ross are all like some really fun beats. So yeah, it's, I'm not rushing to like recommend it to people, right, right. but it is good. And I finished it to say that, look, this is, I finished. I finished I'm it. very, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. I finished it. Are you, this is why I finished it for this moment. We're in it now. That's why I'm taking so long. Cause I have sure. to, if I, this is what I, I spent so many hours for this moment. And we honestly, <laughs> let's give it up. Let's give it up to Janet for finishing Far Cry six. Asking it. Good Thanks. job. I did drink from the trophy chalice after, even though I didn't platinum it, um, which I feel like oh God platinuming is like insane. Yeah, I, did that. That. I couldn't do it. Uh, another one that I think is curious considering some expectations going in, uh, no back for blood love. No love for dad. Yeah, uh, I thought about mentioning it. I just feel really bad for it more than anything because I I think <laughs> it's I think it from what I played I I know there's some people uh, complain about like the balancing isn't as good as Left for Dead, which is a pretty bad indictment considering how many years ago Left for Dead was. But I, everything I played about it or played of it it was like yeah this is like the best left for dead like most polished left for dead experience that i've had that i and that i've wanted for years and years but it's just i feel like that the genre i i still like zombie games i'm like i'm one of those reasons that they keep making them but i feel like zombie games have come so far and done such more in, like since Left 4 Dead, we've had State of Decay doing like interesting yeah. things with open world and permadeath and all of those. Totally. We had um, Days Gone, where they really like managed to succeed in like the thousand zombies on screen, like running over everything and having a big open world RPG stuff. Well, that's a freaker just, game, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is that is true. So that's disqualified. But just kind of just going back to the Left 4 Dead formula. For me, with like discrete levels and things, the and the way they tried to do progression didn't didn't do a lot for me. It just yeah. it felt like I need more than than Left for Dead at this point. Okay, and Back for Blood wasn't giving it to me. 
Don't even type it on this list, you're saying. No, you can type it. Okay. I mean, I think they did a really good job. You know, I like Turtle Rock, and I think yep. they did a very good job. If their goal was making another Left 4 Dead that's better than Left 4 Dead, I feel like they did it. It's mm-hmm. just, that's not that's not what I need from zombie games at this point, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm not feeling confident enough to put it on the list, but I think shout out to a game that Sarah and I started that ruined King RPG, uh, the the League of Legends game. That that was surprisingly good. And I bet some people Mm -hmm. are really going to be passionate about that years from now. Um, or this year, but yeah, that was a cool one. Um, yeah. I got hard games to add. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah. And, God, uh, I, God, I don't want to pass the name. Cruising Blast. Blast. Something else after that, right? Is there? Is there something else after that? Kyle, is there, is there something else after that? Nope. <laughs> it's Cruising Blast. Blast. Okay. TM. Yeah, you're okay. thinking of TM. <laughs> TM. Yeah. Um, those are really fun for very different reasons. Um, it, admittedly, I. Well, Cruising Blast is kind of a smaller game because it's the arcade. You know, it's there's a couple tracks and right. unlockables, and the fun is in the just playing it and unlocking the stuff and hot wheels has like a campaign that i didn't admittedly see through all the way but yeah. hot wheels unleashed really surprised me and how um challenging it is but i think fair like it's very like drifty um i think it totally nails the what if you could make what if you were like a kid with a hot wheels set and a lot of a lot of money you could just take up a whole base <laughs> yes totally and you had like high like production value and you could just make the, the thing of your dreams and then you could zoom down and be that size and drive on the track. Like, I think that's such a fun feeling that plenty of games have tried to capture or even captured. You know, as Forza did some uh, Hot Wheels stuff, but yeah. I, I had a blast with it. Um, I do think it has some problems with its maybe loot boxy configurations and things like that. But overall, as a racing game, it really blew me away with how good it was. And then Cruise and Blast, also just incredibly fun. And I think also very, like, well made. Like, it's a very different feel. It's super arcadey, like, arcade to the nines. But. I mean, you can you can be a unicorn racing a fire truck, and I think that's beautiful <laughs> in, in this era. Um, and the music's like insanely like like loud and fun and boisterous. It just reminds me of like the best parts of like those older racing games um, come to life. And I, I'm definitely gonna like play some on my birthday over the holidays. Like, I'm wow. if anyone at any point asks me, do you want to play Cruise and Blast? The answer is always yes. Like, it's just, so fun. I mean, you. S- just to be clear, this is a game so good, you're going to play it on your birthday. That is a certain quality of game. <laughs> the, way, the way our birthdays work, without going too much on a tangent, is especially like, and it's like exacerbated in COVID where we don't really go out as much because like, it's just kind of like, you know, not the best vibes going outside for any reason. It's like, oh, I hope no one gets ill. Like, that's kind of stressful. Indeed. So we've been staying home a lot for our birthdays. And the way it works is within financial and time reasonableness, you, everyone has to do whatever you say. Like, whatever movie you want to watch, like, we're all there. We're all going to do it. If there's a game that no one wants, like, we're all, we're all there. Everyone has to do what you want. Interesting. So what I want is to play Cruise and Blast with my brother. So I'm going to do that a little bit, drink some beers. Like, I mean, you that, know. that's still a good endorsement, though, if you can make yes. them do anything they, yes. anything you want, and it's Hot Wheels. Right. Well, you Cruise and Blast. Cruise and Blast. <laughs> What's that, Leo? That's true. That might oh, be... No. You can try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll edit and post later. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I'll see uh, you at my, on my birthday outside the chase. Like at, we write it on. You know we got it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I forgot about those two games. It's a, it's a good addition for sure, Janet. Those should probably be yeah. higher. And I just being- and just you know, disclaimer: 
I work for Game Mill. We distributed the physical version of Cruise and Blast. So I was involved in the marketing of that game. Oh, okay. Else, That's why yeah. you wouldn't shut up going on and on wow. about Cruise and Blast on this podcast? Come on, Kyle. Um, Bias much? Shameless. <laughs> um, I've got a double doer to shout out here. Yeah. Uh, Sable, I wish I played more of to fight for more. You know, yeah. I assume I will love that game by the time I'm done with it. But just one of the most gorgeous games ever made. Just mm. every screenshot looks like a hand-drawn piece of beautiful art uh and pikmin bloom i've really been loving i've been checking it every single day since i got it over a month ago did you get into pikmin go or sorry pokemon go a little bit really right when it came out but pikmin but pokemon go has a lot of elements that aren't what i'm there for which pikmin bloom is straight up for walking it is for going place to place and just adding a little like personality and charm and excitement to doing that which I think is really effective. It's, I really love, like, I went on a beautiful walk with my partner. We went to this lovely coffee shop, like, a mile away. And then when I get home, it's like, oh, there's something at that coffee shop. It's a seedling. I send my Pikmin out on an expedition. They bring it back. I walk a bit more to raise the egg or whatever. And then it blooms, and it has a little coffee cup on it. Shut it's up. a little Pikmin dressed in a little coffee cup. <laughs> and it's like one of eight from the cafe collection. And I named it after the coffee shop. It's so cute. And you remember that cute date forever. And I will remember that date forever. And honestly, I name all my Pikmin after just a little thing I like. It's kind of like a little way to keep gratitude. It's just like a nice thing from the day. I'll name whatever Pikmin I have at the end after it. Is Pikmin Bloom the healthiest game on this list mentally? Probably. Okay. I mean, the monetization, maybe you could could throw stones at. Oh, (laughs) sure. Well, you need the purple pikmin to pick up the stunts i don't know something like that oh the purple pikmin so cute uh <laughs> let's see here's here's a weird one it, this should have been much higher um please forgive me world um there's this thing that's a tough one which is final fantasy 7 remake intergrade intermission ah. dlc the yuffie dlc uh which came with uh the ps5 version and then also it'll be on the epic game store as of now you can check it out um, yeah, we did the deepest dive on it. We talked a lot about it there. Obviously, I love this crap. I had a great time with this DLC. I, I would feel guilty. I did not have so good of a time that I need to shoehorn this onto the two tents is the way I feel about it. Like, I feel like it's a miracle, thanks to Ana Diaz, that we got Final Fantasy VII Remake as the game of the year last year. And that was... We just squeezed by with that one, so I will not push my luck with this. But I had a great time with it, um, but it didn't exactly blow me away any more than last year's game did and and yeah, talk i like about... it at 64 that's about where i feel about <laughs> okay <it. laughs> all right yeah do you I enjoyed it no yeah. coffee cup but yeah what was your favorite th- <laughs> what was your favorite thing about it kyle uh let's see let me think back to what feels like seven years ago yeah. um On i mean day, I, i'm five years playing ago. as luffy was really cool right like she was i remember <laughs> right? liking her <laughs> abilities but yeah. i also remember being absolutely confused by what was happening in the end it, nothing made any sense which is like you know oh great yeah Final Fantasy 7 remake this is how they do it at the end you have no idea what's happening cool it's damning that we did the deepest dive in that game I don't even remember oh okay yep okay I'm starting to piece it together but I don't remember exactly how wait no I have a vague memory of the ending, but it doesn't really There was really a tease sense. for what will oh, be part two. That, oh that was super exciting that's right that was cool yeah Okay. But that's it also, a, but it also kind of implied that it will not be open world at all. <laughs> maybe know? for future installments. Yeah. yeah. But if you want more about that talk, check out the deepest dive on our YouTube channel. 
or you can find it on the Patreon exclusive podcast feed, everybody. We talked about it for uh, 16 hours or something. Um, anything else we're missing on this list? I'll put Rogue Heroes on there, which was the oh, one to four player Link to the Past, yeah. but a roguelike procedurally generated. Interesting choice. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, it was yeah. fun. We played it. I think we played it as a, a new show. I think it might plus. have been Great Goaty Hunt back then, but yeah. Great Goaty Hunt, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it's just as fun if you're playing by yourself, too. All the, all the puzzles scale depending on the number of people that you're playing with, so. Yeah. Um, look, the number 66 sounds like a nice place for it. Uh, I'll put uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond down here. Uh, I, it, this is like a very personal thing, but I had a really good time playing the first 10 hours of that game with my nephew, and it's like, yeah, okay. It's a remake of a Pokemon game I'm that passionate about to begin with, but solid and everybody corrected me and said that it actually gets surprisingly difficult because i was going on my usual tangent on min max council about how easy the pokemon games are even for a stupid seven-year-old um and then everyone's like actually actually it's really dragging your, your family here what's that I said really dragging your family here no they're all great, they're all great. Has no idea what's going on still beaming through these gyms yeah honestly it was exactly that like it was his first pokemon game pokemon rpg and he didn't know what he was doing and he was still just steamrolling everything so like okay all right, Pokemon series. and th- But everyone corrected me and said that it kicks your ass later. Uh, okay. Is that the list? 66 beautiful entries? Whew. This seems good. Yeah, I think I Ember, that firefighting game was good. Oh, yeah. That don't was even, fun. Don't write it down, but that was good. That was good. That was good. Should Scarlet, it's it's not going to be on like, the 210s, but Scarlet Nexus I did Ooh. enjoy, but I didn't play that much. So I don't know I, if I want to toss that on there, but... And I think that's I a almost, great one. I almost mentioned it because I here's how here's how far I went with it. I probably played like the first eight hours, and then I watched the first episode of the anime. Wow! <laughs> wow! And I was like, but I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna go back and beat that game, even though I really, I really tried. I was like, I'm gonna get into this lore. Let's see if we can do this. And it just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, combat was, and the uh, enemy design the most. Um, I thought some of the side quest stuff was oh, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. It is definitely very tropey, but. Uh, I, I did enjoy my time with it, but I feel like if I spent more time, I might feel differently about it. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. This was in that murky ground of like, I played a couple hours, hours of it and I appreciate it. Let's, let's put Tales of Arise on the list. It clearly deserves to be much higher, but I did not finish it. And that's my own failing as a JRPG fan. So-called fake ass fan, I guess is how you'd put it this year. Are we just mm-hmm. listing games we've played now? Or have heard of. Is that where we're at? <laughs> or have heard of and, and heard we're good? Is it's that where we're at now? Tip of the cap. Chat, and I'm curious how the group is feeling. Backstage Pass seems like the number one thing they're shouting is Outriders. Came out this year. I liked that game. It did come out this year. <laughs> Does, it was, okay, so yeah. just, just to be honest, it was on yeah. my... I made my top ten list like every few months. Yeah. So like January top ten list, like it was there. But like okay. it was not there anymore. But that's because there were almost no games even out like for the that are like that surface to me right, obviously right. I play making games all the time but um don't hurt to put it yeah. on yeah i mean we can't like i don't really care about outriders like that but i'm not really like i'm i'm not a squad up person right. i'm right. a go alone and struggle person <laughs> but it was it was fine like i i had fun okay like, uh, another one thank you backstage pass people watching us live uh trying to correct the errors errors over ways axiom verge 2 just to make sure we're not missing this i didn't play it Kyle, you were not so hot yeah, on Axiom Verge 2? I, I, was, I love it. Okay. Jeff, I, oh, I, I was going to say, did we forget though. about it as um, 
a game we thought was good, but didn't no one played. But apparently, Kyle played it. So I probably played like Kyle six, four to six hours of it. I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't. I, I would almost go so far as to say I, I didn't like it. Like really? not even like, uh, oh yeah. I just, wow. I didn't. I got so lost. I was like. To the point where I wasn't having fun, and I, I hit a point where I was like, I don't want to play this anymore, so I'm going to put it down. Yeah. And then they announced Metroid Dread, and I was like, all right, good. <laughs> a lot of people seem to feel like that game did not hit. Um, mm. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't play it. Yeah. Um, looks great. I like, one... I love, to be positive about it, I love the way it looks. You know, I like I, I liked the sort of setting, but just the, the, the big thing for me was, like, map navigation and, like, like I need to get to this point. And like I wasn't having fun figuring out how to get there. Yeah. And that, if that's not working in like a Metroid-inspired game, then that's an issue. Right. Um, I think the very last thing that I have that I I played. Remember playing this one? I did beat um, and liked a lot. Uh, Lake. It oh, is a yeah. narrative game that I think it. Oh, I don't think it was on Game Pass, so I don't want to misspeak. But I, I played it on Xbox. Um, uh, yeah, Lake. It's awesome. It's uh, you play as someone. Go. It's the classic kind of Hallmark movie setup where I'm going to my small town, and while I'm here, I'm. A postal worker for Which, some reason way, is you illegal. Need to cover that government job suspension of disbelief right you're going around like you know you can like get in a relationship then you decide like do i go back to like you know mm. where I'm, I'm from or do i stay in this town with like my blockbuster girlfriend or my burly <laughs> forest man um you know there's like a woman who like works at a blockbuster and i'm like oh she wants me you know and then like she totally did because like i called that because you could tell the vibes um it had like a lot of fun little details to it too which i think is what really makes story games sing like a lot of you know people who aren't familiar with that genre are like you're just why not just read a book it's like there's it's little details that they had some really awesome like easter eggs to like old film and movies um yeah it was just a really fun time and like driving around the mail truck was cool and like you turn the radio on um it's like the it's like the delivery parts of gta you know right right there you go jeff she said those magic words that aren't tainted in your broken soul <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Lake. I'm, I'm glad you gave it its due. Uh, this seems like a pretty good list to start working from because out of all these, we can only get down You're to You're going to end tenths. it at 69. Look, yeah. everyone, you can add another one if you don't want to end on 69, but it's just the way the list shook out. Should we like go through and bold the ones we want to fight for or something since we all have this uh, doc and it's kind of a, a mm. lot of ones beneath the 20 right now? Yeah, let's do that, but... Before we do that, I've been meaning to ask the world whether um, they know how this whole thing operates. What do you say, world? They all say, yeah, stop asking us. That's right, everybody. <laughs> Patreon.com slash minmax with two ends. That's how this whole thing operates. If you enjoy the show, you can support the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed the show this year, you can support the show and unlock a bunch of fun benefits by just going to Patreon.com slash minmax with two ends. And thank you to some of our biggest supporters. You know who you are, but in case you don't, I'm talking about Diverge Coffee. Mmm, coffee, they say. Brian and Nick here with Diverge Coffee. We want to sincerely thank all the min-maxers that have given us a shot and supported us by trying our coffee. We have made our first advertising venture such a success that we're able to continue supporting min-max. With the holidays, we wanted to do a bit extra. If you add a note to your order and tell us that this is a gift, we will festively wrap your order and put any personalized note of your choosing inside the box. Then your friends and family can open the objectively best gift on Christmas morning, fresh coffee! Whether you're buying a gift or buying it for yourself, don't forget to use the code MINMAX with two N's at checkout for 15% off of your order. Have a Merry Christmas from Bryant and Nick at Diverge Coffee. Thank you so much. And thank you to our friends over at Fixture S1. They want everybody to know about the Fixture S1 clip. It is a clip 
that you put on your Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. So you can play with the best Pro Controller on the go. So it's a clip, you put your little controller in that, then you slide the whole screen onto that, and then it's some great gaming anywhere you like. So check out Fixture Gaming's Fixture S1. There's a link below if you want to check it out on Amazon. $35. It also comes with a carrying, or there is a carrying case bundle option available for you as well if you're interested in that. But that is Fixture S1. So thank you for being big supporters of us this year. Also, thank you to our dear friends at I Am 8-Bit. They want everybody to know about Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Not just the game, but also the vinyl soundtrack, because it's a hell of a soundtrack. Right, Sarah P? Yeah. There it is. Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. You can get the vinyl soundtrack on am 8 bits wonderful online store. You can check out a lot of great stuff. You know, each and every week we talk about, oh, I'm 8-Bit is shipping this out to a MinMax community member, whoever has question of the week. All these wonderful things we've been listing, it's all available in one store, I'm 8-Bit's wonderful online store. So please check that out, and you can use the promo code TurboTime. All one word, TurboTime, for 10% off everything in that online store. So help support them, because they've supported us in a big way. All right, so we got a lot of games on this list, and we're going to get... Try to get down to a rough 20. I'm sorry, not a rough two tens, I should say. Uh, let's make this split very clear for folks. There we go. Uh, Janet, you're adding numbers to this list really has <laughs> revolutionized the way we do the two tens. This is stunning. Thank you. Good work. I do what I can. Uh, okay, so I guess, you know, what seems egregious is a good place to start. We can start moving stuff up based on what seems absolutely out of line bonkers for how low it is on this list. I want to say, yeah, for my um, past, you know, a lot of times my favorite games of the year, I get ridiculed, slammed for them. And so I like to think that makes me a little more empathetic. Right. And, you know, excited when other people have unusual options to bring to the table. Yeah. And Jeff, I'm saying Grand Theft Auto Trilogy was truly the most challenging to me in that respect. Like, the most <laughs> right. challenging of any game released this year. Yeah. As far as, are you going to be nice about this one, Leo? Mm-hmm. And so I would love to hear his case for that, truly. <laughs> Leo well, can then... Here, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like it certainly launched with problems. And I played the Switch version, okay? So I feel like if anyone has Ooh, the right to get that game... Shits. I was playing the Switch version, and it was it was still... Like I ran into very little issues. I understand right. that there that there are things that got left out that were in the PS2 version, and there were some songs missing and whatever. Um, but it it feels like one of those games of like which was the ne- what was the next game after Cyberpunk that we're going to sacrifice because it launched with problems, and we're just all so tired of games launching with problems with which is a legitimate problem that everyone has the right to be upset about. Yeah. But I feel like that paints the entire picture of like this game is pure trash now because it has it had some problems when it launched, most of which have been patched out at this point anyway. It rains too hard in San Andreas. So I hear you. I mean, you you can't fight the Internet. I've I've played I've played dozens and dozens of hours of across the three games and I've still had fun with all of them. Um, Yeah, I don't know what more you want, Leo. I've been grimacing when you added it to the list and everything, Jeff. Um, but to be fair, yeah, when we talked about it on the podcast, it's like, yeah, I streamed Everyone it for... Everyone had, had a ton of fun. Yeah, I streamed it for a couple hours and I had a blast going back to San Andreas and Vice City and all that stuff. But obviously, there are a lot of problems. But sometimes fun's uh, it's fun. A, it's a forward port of old good games. You know, that's worth mentioning. I mean, there were problems. Were, were there improvements? Were, are they better than the old ones? The aiming is better. 
Um, I think, and the, you know, the frame the, rate is better. The visuals are, you know, have all been yeah upgraded. It's it's not it's not like new character models and those kind of things, but all the lighting. Well, it is the, for the protagonists. Yeah, here's the core of it, Jeff. Um, are you going to fight for Grand Theft Auto the trilogy to be on the two tens? I I feel like I did myself dirty by bringing it up so early. Correct. Um, I get. I guess it's it's one of those things where we see where everything else lands, but there's plenty of games that I people are going I think we see that through. it lands below 20, is what I think we see. I feel strongly <laughs> that there are so many good no, games no, again on this I, list. I, I meant, like, in terms of what other games people wanted to move up. I can't, I okay. can't say, like, hey... I can't compare to a game to what games I don't know we're comparing them to. Okay, all yeah. right, we'll we'll leave it there for now. But there's a lot of a lot of heat down here. Uh, Leo, what do you think is sacrilegious that it's so low? I mean, so do we want to talk about Riders Republic? Yeah, man, <laughs> we can. Do you do you think? Do we really have an option? <laughs> if you could place it somewhere on this list without any friction, where would you put it? I think it would look great at number 18 when this is all said and done. Wow. That's honestly that lower than I was expecting. Right, that sounds like... I'm with Leo. That sounds like it makes sense. I had a good time with that game. It's. I'm still having a good time with that game. I like being the dinosaur. It's trash. You know? <laughs> it's just junk no food. two ways around not. it. You know, everybody hates the I think style. being too mean to it. <laughs> I mean, certain things, it's like... Definitely people are being too mean to it, but it's like, yeah, no no one on Earth liked those cutscenes or those characters. There's like five good songs on the soundtrack. They they put out their season one and it's got like five new items and a like new the- 100% reproducible bug that affects everybody who does any of the mass races. It's uh, egregiously monetized, you know, $20 per legendary skin. And a daily shop that rotates a lot of the same items that it's just posting the subreddit every single day complaining about it. So this is number 70 on the list then? <laughs> if you let me finish, <laughs> okay. it's the best game that came <laughs> out this year. Nothing is remotely close. <laughs> God damn it, Leo. It's, it's just junk food fun? Is that the best way to describe it? Or- it's nostalgic in a way for Tony Hawk games and skate hey, and the... Alcha? No. Ooh, interesting. Quite. Um, but yeah, that that extreme sports feeling and truly just remember when you were a kid and every moment you were playing a game was awesome and so much fun. Yeah. And now you're kind of trying a lot of different games and some of them are fun at certain points of playing them. Right. Riders Republic is fun every second you're touching the controller. It is aggressively fun across so many you different do get areas. Down for cutscenes. What's that? Yes, Janet? true. <laughs> the the cutscenes uh, <laughs> I, I haven't even seen in like fifty hours of gameplay, so they're not new on my mind. I yeah, guess. well, actually, that that's a good that's a good question, Leo. Like, because you know, obviously, when you start the game, there is a good bit of cutscene, but I mean, at a certain point, like they're just calling you on the phone in the corner, right? Like you're not, and then they stop even story, doing that, right? Yeah. yeah, there's there's like a kind a quote unquote ending cutscene when you unlock the final event or whatever. But it's all the cutscenes are skippable. It's just annoying that the phone calls aren't. But you just turn that volume down, and you know what? You turn the soundtrack off too, and you listen to your own music. <laughs> you have a great time. <laughs> okay, I love it. All right, I think. And then you just want to install the game. 
<laughs> then, yeah. yeah. Then you t- unplug your controller. You walk outside and you play Pikmin Bloom. <laughs> I mean, sure. I, I bounced off it, um, but I, I think it absolutely deserves a spot on the 210s based on your passion and Kyle's, I don't know. I like Kyle's it. like your little sidecar of passion over there and I don't care for it. <laughs> beep, beep, go, Leo, go. I assume there's a motorcycle and sidecar. Didn't you hear the Microsoft horn? <laughs> That's right. Uh, what else is egregious to people that it's not higher on this list? Death's door. Yeah, I think you're right. It, if you had your pick of the litter, where would you put it? Um, I would put it at... I'm seeing we're actually at seven, because that's where I put it on my personal list. No. Seven. Let's just do it <laughs> as it shakes out. And again... Oh, this is easy. This is <laughs> a lot less resistance well, than I thought. I'm trying to think, just to save the discussion for, like, you know, next week for, like, the, the big heavy hitters, maybe we should just start making the kind of, like bubble bracket you know what i mean things that probably could move up does that make sense so death door is this like do we want to talk things down now or are we still being pretty fluid i think we're still being fluid i don't know if we need to start talking things down at this point okay because like because i like death store i'm playing it on switch but it 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 is like yeah it's it's a familiar let's thing, just let's just figure out know? what our bubble games are you know i think death door <laughs> what else yep. let's get some bubblers up there i think ratchet and clank rift apart is a good bubbler i'll volley that one yep. for this this middle chunk here just outside of the 210s but could possibly invade within a moment's notice sarah what's a what's a I, bubbler did oh. anyone else play resident Evil vr did you play it leo or i didn't i fully intend to okay. but i just wow. bought that game so many times i couldn't get excited about paying full price for it I I I don't think that's like an unreasonable reaction, but it really is like, and I've played Resident Evil Four a ton too, and I think, and it's like kind of undeniable that that's part of the charm is that I know the game well, but just to see it from this new perspective, like it feels different, it feels new, and I I I love it. Like it's some of the most fun I've had in VR because it's like a, a familiar thing that I really love, just like perfectly executed on a new platform, you know? Yeah. Like the opposite of GTA the Trilogy. No, hey, come on, I can't, Jeff. Um, I can't. Oh, come on, come on. Although San Andreas is coming to be unbelievable. Uh, Sarah, what, what's egregious? I wouldn't call it egregious, but I think Valheim, Wildermyth, and Inscription could all potentially move up to the bubble. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, look, I'm with you for a couple of those. I think. Which ones? I think, if I may. Oh, so it's the ones that you played? <laughs> yeah. That is so weird. I no. can't I can't imagine okay. why that would happen. I just I feel like based off last week's conversation and then today's conversation, I feel like we're scared of admitting as a group that we weren't as hot on inscription as the internet would love us to believe. But Sarah I'm not scared. I just wonder am I dragging the game because I'm too dumb to play it? And I don't think mm. that's that. The game got none, you know, like but I'll, if we're all too dumb to play it, then we're being honest about our. Yeah. We're just measuring our passion. Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, it's what these six people yes. think about it. And, and if I and had, they can put it on their list and if, tell us how dumb we are. Totally. If I after. if I had X ray goggles, Sarah, and I could mm-hmm. see how much passion was in your soul for inscription, mm-hmm. is it enough to make it on the two tens? That's the core of this, right? I'm only going to bring this back up if you try to fight any of my other games down. Remember that. Remember that. I'll make this concession. But remember I, what you just said about passion in my soul. I'm not it's fighting against inscription. Passion, I, but in the wrong direction. It made me hate it and myself. Interesting. So I did not end 
It did not end well for my stream with Inscription. I'm like, I'm bitter and I'm mad and I'm dumb and this game's dumb and it's not dumb, but I don't want to. I'm gone. Uh, yeah. It's, and install. It, I don't like card games, but I like everything else about Inscription. But it wasn't enough to keep me going through a card game. But Sarah. Yeah. Do you think we should put it in the bubble? Yeah, I think okay. it deserves to be in the bubble. I think it's a beautifully made game. And with beautiful ideas, like it's hard. They literally made a roguelike card game puzzle game. Yeah, yeah. And they made it work. Right. And so we all got stuck on deck building because we're not deck builders. Right. But I'm not going to like knock it because I'm but it didn't work. It did <laughs> work. Everyone hit a for point where they me. stopped having fun that it didn't work. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is, like I would be okay with it being on there if someone else really feels like it yes. should be on there. Yes. Because I don't feel like I have the knowledge of the genre to assess whether or not it was even successful because I'm so new to that genre. Um, I can say as a newcomer, don't pick it up because it's not going to hook. It didn't hook me. Wow. I thought it did. And then I got, I got okie doked by myself. So the last, the least person, the last person I expected to betray me was me, which is maybe also inscription. I don't know. I didn't get far enough to understand what they were doing with the story. Can um, we, but yeah. Can we throw spoilers up for inscription real quick, just to have this conversation about it? Because I have something I want to say. I'd love that. And ask. Yeah, I would love uh, that. Okay. Hear ye, hear ye. Spoilers for Inscription. There are time codes below, everybody. Time codes below for when spoilers begin. Can and we get a end. real bell in there? Like some church be bells great. or something? Like yeah. ding, ding, ding. Well, that sounds like And I like intend to be bell. vague. Okay. Okay. Oh, here we but go. Inscription spoilers. Who all made it to the second part? I did. I did. Okay. How far into the second part did you get? Because I got about 30 minutes into the second part and was kind of like, oh, this is a new game and I hate yeah, this one. I got an hour in and I was like, okay, so I had to just learn the, like, I learned the last game and I enjoyed it. And now you're asking me to learn a new game. With, that's much uglier. Like, if I were in the UI of the previous one, maybe I'd be into building decks and excited by getting new cards. Mm -hmm. But suddenly it's much more spritey and yeah. harder to figure out what I'm even looking at on these cards it was a really steep it's, drop it's too bad it took such a turn on itself where it literally just turned around and stabbed what it had in the back to be and then it was like you guys can you rip off the bandit and tell me what it is like what, what does it change in a drastic way is that why everyone it becomes like, kind of a top-down pixely adventure thing where you're going between these encounters that are still card battles but it's in a new user right. interface that's mm. much more pixel arty. Mm -hmm. And then the idea... And you, like, okay. get packs. You get packs. You have to build your own deck. In the original, you kind right. of just pick up cards as you go along, and it's more like a roguelike, and you just have to pick what you get. And then in the next part, right. it is an actual deck builder, where you have, like, 50 cards, uh, and you have to swap them in and out depending yeah. on what you're going up against, in a way. So, and Sarah, do you want it on this list by the strength of its first part, then? I just... I just want it on the list for the fact that it was so ambitious and the first part is great. And the second part is like to build a card game is incredibly hard. And sure. I just think it's like it's one of the hardest games to make and balance as a card game. But it's not a list of the games but, we respect the most for the development. It's the yeah. games that we mm -hmm. enjoyed the most. And it's I, fine. You don't have to put it on the list. I, I just, but I just think I have so much respect for the developer. Sure. And I think we're looking at it in two different ways. I think you're right. I think the, yeah. the, I think for people who have played it, and clearly there's a lot out there that are listening and watching this that absolutely loved it, I'm sure they're all screaming because I know it goes in a thousand different directions after the second part that is what people really love about it. 
Um, so I'm sure they're in, infuriated at that idea of like, you're not getting to the part that's really great about inscription, and you're right. But I think the fact that none of us made it that far is the reason we should not put it that high on the list. Right, despite, but I do, again, it is complicated because, you know, as much as it's not going to be the reason a game gets on this list is respect, it's like there is so much cool about this game mm-hmm. that I don't even try to deny, that I actively yes. support and think is awesome. Like, totally. within the first half, and within the second half, too. Like, I mean, not half, but part. Like, the twists it takes that I saw were awesome. Yeah. Sarah, spoilers over? Yeah, spoilers over. Spoilers over! Hear ye, be gone ye, spoilers, you're banished from this <laughs> realm. Okay, we're ding, back, everybody. Ding, ding. <laughs> um, oh, that bell... Sounds like the bell from Age of Empires 4, from the town center, that is, that they patched out after the beta. Um, I have had a blast with this game, uh, and it's been a nice resurgence of RTS games this year. I've been playing a lot of multiplayer matches. The The campaign, I played like six missions realistically, and I was like, ah, I get it, but it's, it's uh, not moving the genre forward in a huge way, but it has brought me a lot of pleasure from one of my favorite genres, and it's nice to have it back, and it's like, yeah, this is about what... My friends and all, all, my friends and I all wanted from a new RTS. So I've never had a good time with that. I think it's a bubble. Uh, our reward to you, Hanson, for talking about it, you know, incessantly like, through you talking about it is that you know it should probably be on the two tens because you love Thanks, it so man. much. Thanks. It's that's a, my present to you. <laughs> I think it's got a tough competition, but it's it's a bubble. This is awkward because that's what I was going to get, Ben, and now I don't know. What to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wait, that's from that's from Kyle and me. Just to be okay, clear, okay, yeah, 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 got it. Like, yeah, got it. I mean, see. I didn't. He didn't put my You'll name on it. You'll pay me back, right? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, let me just give okay, you this cool. Venmo. Never. Oh, it doesn't work. I oh, will figure it out later. <laughs> uh, Jeff, um, what's what's egregious? What needs to move up to a bubbler to be in consideration? Uh, can we just bubble Halo Infinite? Absolutely. At this point, absolutely. Very happy to do that. Very happy. This could be anywhere, but I'll just put it right there. <laughs> I put it at the top of the bubble. Um, anything else that's bubble worthy? Chivalry too. Okay. At least in the bubble. Yep. Uh, it's an honor just to be bubbled, you know. Um, True. I, I, Sarah, I'm surprised you're not. Re- I thought Gas Station Simulator was like a lock after how thing. much you've talked about it. I'm gonna be <laughs> fighting for my life. For Echoes of the Eye and Final Fantasy fourteen and Walkers, I am uh-huh. literally just biding my time <laughs> until you come for me. Sarah, I, I yeah. don't think you will be. I think you've already made compelling arguments yeah. for both of those. Yep. I haven't said gonna... anything about Ed Walker yet. Yep. No, no, I that's just mean probably your life, next week. Yes. Yeah, we feel it radiating from you. We'll yeah. just we'll give it the number one. You spot. just know that you don't want to go in the ring with me. That's right. You, <laughs> could you? You're gonna get dragged out. If we just put that as number one. Would you hesitate for any second? Would you think we're just pandering to you or Putting something? Putting what it one? If we just put Final Fantasy XIV as number one. If we just put I would think that you were one of the smartest gaming publications out there right Are now. Are you serious? Min Max? It's not on any lists. That's the honor we've been looking for, y'all. So put it up there. <laughs> okay. Save it for next week. <laughs> um, genuinely. Hey, hey, team. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. How are we feeling about it right now? I could see it in the bubble. Yeah. I played that game last year, Hanson. (laughs) This is don't do this. Don't do this. I think the bubble is. I put that game on my personal top 10 last year. I I really liked it last year. I did too. Which is like. Why wasn't it on the list last year? Because we hadn't finished it. The top 10s were after the. 
the this game of the year talk right right, right. like the way we're gonna be doing it, was, it this yeah. year as well is yeah we'll jump in with our personal top tens after the break so we have more time to catch up so you know we'll all be number one inscription fans um cyberpunk 27 it feels like a bubbler um like we talked about it before leo i feel like maybe you enjoyed it the most out of all of us and you were still like yeah solid open world action game right yeah the- i mean it's got the same bloat we criticize other open worlds for for sure the the highlights as you're like learning the combat and trying new things and getting new hacking abilities mm-hmm. like that's a great loop some cool moments in the story but you know not much about it stuck with me yeah um i think warrior wears a bubbler as they say in Wisconsin. All right. I saw if that. If Wario wears a bubbler, then Animal Crossing should be a bubbler. Right. I was just about to mention it. Yeah. If we're yeah. just all from Florida, like, it was like nice. Like, vibes were good. Like, yeah, yeah the vibes were good. Okay. Bubbling. Come on. Let's not get insane. It's not a vibes were good thing. Otherwise, Dorf <laughs> Atlantic mean, like, would be at the top of this Wario list. Wario wears all vibes. I mean, I liked WireWare for sure. Wario wears the opposite think, of vibes. It's Twitch what action. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think if Wario wears in the top. In the t- if WarioWare makes it to the two tens, I think that says more about the year than it does about WarioWare. Oh, I can change. WarioWare, twenty games this year, and we're hooking up WarioWare. Janet, you're going harder after what? WarioWare than you did for the GTA Definitive Edition trilogy, and I cannot stand <laughs> the GTA for that. GTA Definitive Edition. The reason I don't have a lot to say on that is because this is why I personally don't like allowing for things that aren't this year releases, like mm-hmm. full on. New skew, new stuff. Sure. Because then you end up in these weird conversations. It's always of like, weird. It's always weird. Can we give GTA flowers for something that kind of came out janky, but also at one point these are kind of the best games ever, but also mm. didn't we give them their praise when they first came out? Like, yep. why are we rerunning back this praise? But that's on how y'all had constructed this. This is why I don't bring yep. that in there. Okay. Like, it just creates mess. I just want to say it's easy. For, we always like to find one recurring gag game <laughs> to come back to. You know, at Game Informer, I feel like we always did it too. And GTA Trilogy is not currently on the list, and I don't think we need to You're keep right. making fun of it. You're right. It. You're right. You're Though right. I do see Janet's point. Uh, how about, can I make an offering? Can we just remove GTA and put Unsighted in the bubble instead? Because Absolutely. It feels like sure. bubble... We've gotten to the point in bubbles where, like, if it's a game that one person's passionate, really passionate yes. about, we'll put it in the bubble. And yes. I would rather fight for Unsighted than be ridiculed for GTA any longer. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. And to be clear, erase it from our minds. Yeah, the concept of having. I don't even want it. Like, if if I ran the laws, like Animal Crossing would also not be eligible for the same reason. But since it is, I did really like it, so it can be in there because mm. I have to conform to the set laws that are there and within those laws and hey, look, there are no laws but, hey hey come on this is a hey. free spirit community everybody has a say you don't want come on, i love your garage I have in my spirit okay. based on this thing it's like my <laughs> biggest pet peeve for like best of lists when it's like oh it, technically it came out and yeah it technically we already ran this back how would before. you do early access then janet um Hmm, that one depends on how like is it is it early access early access ooblets or is it Fortnite where okay. it's been in early access for like forever so that one's kind of weird because it's like a new development so if you had your oh. way outer wilds wouldn't be on this list either yes hell yeah wow but <laughs> I, it's can't can't this year. I, think it's, I think it's silly to do re- i don't even like doing remix frankly either for okay. the same reason it's on the design ethos of 1997 which you did it was a great year for you 
do something else. Make okay. something new. Okay. Make okay. Village. Please. It's not as good as two, okay. but we, at least it's new. We can't redo these Please rules. Please don't look at our game of the years for the past few years. <laughs> 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 we need to do this. Like, yeah. I have this. And that's why I'm like, I... I have an opinion on it. Yep, no one I wants it. No, it doesn't get me anywhere. Look, I know. I know. Time. It's the, the best we can do is just keep coming back to measuring passion, measuring passion for the year. It's the best we can do. Um, okay. And Sarah, I defend your right to have weird games on this list. I won't stand for this attack. They're not. I know. Okay, okay. Okay. I don't understand. Like they're no, not like outliers. They're just not pedestrian. No, I get it. I get it. I support it. Okay, I support it. We're all on the same page. All right. We start swinging. Well, we're on the same page. <laughs> Come here. Come at me. Come at me. All right. Any other bubblers? Uh, I don't really see any. Uh, maybe Little Nightmares Two. Ooh, uh, yeah. I did- I did vibe with that game pretty heavy. Yeah. It's tough because, admittedly, I only really think of my top ten. So I'm like, what do I like a lot that's not in my top ten? Right, right. So because of the vibes, let's get Little Nightmares 2 up there. Okay. Um, I think The funny thing about Little Nightmares 2 is it really sent me down like a rabbit hole of like, I went and read all the comics. Mm-hmm. I went and played the you're mobile like, game. You're like the like, lore yeah. person. Yeah. That I even started so the, when we we interviewed uh, the writer of the game here at Minmax. Check yeah. out that interview, and he cited a book called Momo uh, that it was very similar, not an inspiration necessarily, but similar. And I even went and bought that book and started reading that. Like it's I wild. really was like really got into it in a weird way. Great game though, I love that game. Yeah, me too. You'll um, have to explain what the story was because I have no idea. And I'm like, that's fine. I don't need to know. But also, I'd like <laughs> let me know offline. Kyle. As the number one fan here, Bowser's Fury, we should probably, this is a good time yeah. to figure out what's going on with this thing and, and where you think it fits. Oh, man. Um, I mean, there's a lot that I would like to see it above in the bubble list, Yeah, uh, frankly. I think I liked it more than, like, WarioWare and Little Nightmares. Maybe not Resident Evil. Sure. Halo Infinite, I think I enjoyed it more than Halo Infinite to get really potentially really? controversial. But it's like interesting. It's not it's not a full 3D Mario game. It's shorter, yeah. but it is like it was an open world 3D Mario game that was super fun that I 100% completed. I collected everything I could co- uh, collect in that game. Um and it came out when like January or February or something, so it mm, feels yeah. really old, but uh it it represents like frankly like if the next 3D Mario game is like we looked at Bowser's Fury and this is what we're doing for the next Mario game. I'd be right. like, great, I'm on board. I love that. Let's do more of that. It, it feels like, um, yeah, they took, and I, I mean this with all due respect, it feels like they took like an old 3D Mario prototype that maybe they were working on back during the 3D World era, and it's like, let's just polish that up. That was kind of a cool idea, and it is cool. It it feels like a, a mere prelude to what could become. It it does. I guess that's the, the biggest knock you could do against it. It's like the whole thing, you can beat it in like, like four hours yeah. or something. Which feels small for a 3D Mario game, um, but yeah, it's definitely it's it does feel a little prototypey, but like mm-hmm. a prototype with a Nintendo polish, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Janet, not you like, like prototype on 360. Yeah, it's prototype <laughs> two uh, on 360 no. is what it feels more like it. Janet, were you a Bowser's Fury fan? Uh, I played it. I wouldn't say I was a fan. Love it, huh? I think, uh, I'm mixed on it. I think construction wise, uh, I'm not necessarily for or against the. I hope this is the next Mario game. Um, I sort of trust that 
and the thing about Mario too is like even bad Mario is better than most games on their best day and that's not to be like right. oh I'm just a Mario a, a Mario stan who just loves it regardless like they're just really damn good games so I think that already puts it kind of high in that sense but Bowser's Fury I found the construction of it a little bit frustrating with like the constant sort of like I forgot what it was called but it was like the the red moon kind of vibe yes, that they had going yes. on um, where like I had to where Bowser would kind of randomly become evil right and change everything yeah yeah like I found that kind of um, annoying it sort of deterred me from the exploration which that's always going to be a debate on like how much of that kind of stuff can maybe be frustrating or exciting for a player for me it was more frustrating than exciting I think the big thing for that was the like co-op as well was sort of heavily marketed and th- the base game which i know we're not really bringing into this it ha- is such a great co-op experience that when i played that co-op it was one of the weakest co-op experiences i had this year because mm. the the y- the co-op player can be like bowser jr but you really can't do anything and your movesets really different it definitely had that vibe of like this is what you hand someone who like can't play games so that they can feel like they're participating mm-hmm. which can be fine but i don't i think it has the only option to do the co-op kind of left me a bit salty because i played with my brother who's like six years older than me and has been playing mario for his entire life and it's like i thought this is something we could have fun with together but it's not really um so yeah i was i found it to be a little bit yeah, I, I, I sort of i I, I push back against that criticism a little bit because it's not like it was ever pitched as a co-op game. It really is like sort of a passive Mario Galaxy style co-op. Like that's, you know, like, I don't know. It's, you, I don't know if you can really criticize it for what you wanted it to be so much as like it was meant to be like, you know, for a parent to play with their kid or something like that, you know? And it's yeah, not called but... parent kid mode though, is it? No. <laughs> The hell yeah, what it's, it's called co-op well, mode. I guess it's a fun. good point. It, I mean, I guess it is maybe called co-op. It might have been called like Bowser Jr. mode or something like that. Oh, you well, know? that would be fair also. <laughs> I'd have to look at <laughs> you do play as Bowser Jr. And maybe I'm like misremembering, but I feel like marketing-wise, it was more co-op-y marketed than like Odyssey is, which is also mm-hmm. technically a co-op game, but like most people... You know, you could do it that way, but it's not yeah. like people think of that as a single player game that has it's co-op not a proper. Neither are proper co-op games. Galaxy was yeah. not a proper. Co-op. But also, it was an add on to like, this great co-op game. It was like, you know, base Mario yeah. 3D world is like one of the best co-op games ever. Like it's the formula for co-op platformer. So to have that follow up with a DLC that has co-op functionality where the co-op isn't good outside of the context of a very specific partner. Nah. And then I just wasn't blown away by like it's the general game like yeah. it's it's fine it's good even not that great mario is pretty good totally um okay i'm looking at the bubblers sarah in your heart of hearts what? just if we were just stacking is these... this about inscription again no it's not it's not okay. it's not <laughs> ever relax ever relax we're cool we're cool I feel like we're in the cabin right now I you know, know? <laughs> <laughs> um it, just looking at the bubblers yeah what do you think should be at the top? The most likely you think to bump up here? Uh, probably Halo. I think Death Door. Yeah. Um, to Wilder Myth. I feel like we should talk about more. Although yeah. I don't know if it deserves a place in the top twenty. I feel like it deserves to be discussed against some of the games in the top twenty. Um. I think yeah. That, as sorry, go ahead. No, no, I think that's good. I think Valheim is very experience based. Mm-hmm. So while like I really enjoyed it, a yes. lot of those, in- a lot of the enjoyment was derived from trying to build a bridge with my friends across a giant river and like falling in and dying multiple times. So it's like 
that's more of an experience-based game but where it to, sets you up for great moments. Here's the thing, though, Sarah. Like, I'm glad you're in that camp, too, because Valheim is, at this point, I'll see how it all shakes out at the end of the break, but at this point, it's my number one game of the year, and it's all based on Is this why you called on me? Because no. you wanted me to secretly talk about Valheim? Look, I'm not going <laughs> to argue against it, but, I mean, if we're just measuring passion, like, I had so much fun with mm-hmm. Valheim this year. Like, when I think of just pure video game adventures and silliness, Valheim, it, it, there's no comparison on this list. Um, and so that it, a lot of it comes down to, yeah, good time with friends, which we've always run into this problem before. If you play a mediocre co-op game, but you play with your best buddy, it's going to seem so much biased better. against people who don't have friends. Right, right. But you're trying to build a bridge, Sarah? Like, what stands out in Valheim for you overall? For me, it's just uh, the idea of working together with your friends to sort of, like, collect your materials, set up ideas for beating the bosses. Yeah. You know, everyone that you have that one friend who, like, knows this one trick about how you're supposed to put things outside the door so the trolls don't beat their way in. Wait, what? You have that one friend who is trying to breed wolves for absolutely no reason. And then you have that one friend who's trying to, like, build stairs to the top of a mountain. There's just yes. a lot. There's just a lot going on in the game, and there's a lot to do. And everyone kind of finds their niche in there. Yeah, and I had such a good time with it, um, not looking anything up. I was playing with uh, Ronnie and Grant, friends of the show, and we didn't look anything up, just exploring, tinkering, putzing around, being surprised by every biome we discovered. I mean, just building a boat, trying to go across the world and be like, what is this? Okay, it's the planes? Let's get out. Oh, there's some sort of mosquito flying at me? Oh, okay, the mosquito killed me in one hit. And then just mm-hmm. losing all of our stuff, trying to build new towns to slowly spread around the world. It is just a gigantic mm-hmm. map, pure adventure. It's scary having trolls bust out of the woods and knock your fort down, everything you built up. So many adventures. I mean, like, one of my favorite moments of the year, and it's felt so personalized, as we weird to bring up during moments, but without looking anything up, right? We're just in this boat going to a new land. Like, let's just find some new territory because we think the next boss we need to take down is on this island over there. And we went by this island and we're like, are those moles? Is it like a bunch of moles on that island? I don't even know what that is happening on that island, but look, let's just dock. Let's start to build a new town that we can go back and check out that mole island. So eventually we went back to it. Grant was steering the boat. Ronnie and I jumped off onto Mole Island and we're like, what is this island? There's like weird crystals on it. I don't even know what kind of resource this is. So we start mining it, start gathering it. Hear some weird noise. And I really thought it was just like some distortion in Discord or something. It's like, all right, I guess let's keep going. Keep mining this thing. Then genuinely had that moment where all of us looked at each other and said, this island's alive! And it was a whole monster that then fully submerged, and then we were going to drown and lose all of our gear. I mean, it's the stupid Star Wars thing of, like, the trash compactor. Like, there's something in here! But to have that real experience in the game of being fully mm-hmm. tricked, of going to explore this thing, and there's, oh my god, this world is so much more magical than I ever imagined. I never thought that this island is a huge creature. It's just awesome. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So, again, we're measuring passion. I think the two of us combined, that's that's some Valheim juice, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay? Be confused with the some stuff Valheim that juice. Ethan put on his hands. <laughs> yes, completely different. I, I will put it somewhere around here in the bubble list. Um, Kyle, how are you feeling about the bubble? Yeah. What do you feel like should be primed and ready to jump up? To, let's see, from, so you're saying what moves from the bubble to the next step? What should be ready to take that step, I guess, is my question. I should be ready to take that step. I mean, honestly, looking at the 21 through 35, mm-hmm. my favorite game on that list is 
is Resident Evil 4 VR. Okay. Personally. Yep. Um, well, spiritually yeah. slatted up. Which a is maybe bit. surprising. Like I I'm really liking Halo. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank was good. WarioWare is fun. Little Nightmares is probably next, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm just kind of talking out loud. That's how talking works. I, I like learned. it. Um, that was we heard all that. That was great. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Oh, cool! You guys did hear that. Okay, good. <laughs> and I, the crazy thing you are doing it right. And it the- wasn't that surprising. <laughs> I don't think it was that surprising because you really were passionate about it on like Twitter and stuff, right? And you were sharing, you were sharing all your moments, and I was enjoying guys, I, seeing the moments you were sharing. And yeah. I've, I haven't seen that for Halo. I no moments. Oh, for wow. Halo. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, you're <laughs> you're looking at the wrong Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just the only, only paid attention to the resident <laughs> ones. Yeah. Resident yeah, yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was actually just all of your tweets. That's it. It's curated feed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sarah, you had your first experience streaming a Halo game with Halo Infinite. What did you think of the first four hours or so? I mean, it's a Halo game. Uh, <laughs> I had to kind ever. of go in and like readjust my mindset <laughs> yeah. on it, I think, because I was trying to play it like I would play like other shooter games. Mm-hmm. So things, you know, more more like tactical shooters, I guess. And then I remembered that all the kids who played this were like 12-year-old boys who drank Mountain Dew. Okay. And Doritos, okay. and I just it just clicked. It we, just clicked, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just supposed too. to punch everything. You had to I'm like just supposed to go in like a little crackhead and take everything down." Right. That's Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. A fun time is what you're <laughs> describing. I, I feel like the melee attack is too strong. That, that's just my one complaint about it. Nothing like, to complain about it. Like, why do we even use guns if you can just punch things? Well, not only is it very strong, but then also in this, you combine it with the wonderful grapple hook of just that's like what my I've default been using move. Yeah, the just, entire time. Why just, would I use another gun no, in my life? Yeah, you launch towards things and, and then melee the hell out of it. It's fun. I'm just yeah, saying, it's why are there guns in the game? Bring that as a criticism because that's like that's a that's a check mark in the. To me, this seems like some balancing issues that need to be addressed. Campaign. Who cares? Let you be over. It's still challenging. Like it's still tough to take out some of those outposts and stuff. I feel like the response to this was like one of those thoughts that has been brewing for a long time, and y'all were just waiting to unearth it on (laughs) someone unsuspecting. No, no, uh, Sarah, I totally respect your opinion. Like, absolutely, I want to make that clear. But it's just, it is odd to me that it's like punching too hard is like a funny (laughs) criticism. Have you seen the kicking and death loop? My God! I mean, we want to talk about over. power and stuff uh, i mean i i've had a lot of fun with halo infinite granted you know asterisk on mm-hmm. here i'm only halfway through the campaign for the deepest dive i've had a blast with multiplayer so far i definitely want to play a lot more over the holiday break for me the holiday break is halo infinite multiplayer and age of empires 4 multiplayer um and so i've enjoyed the hell out of what i've played so far it's the most i've enjoyed halo multiplayer since halo 1 so, me too okay fantastic yeah how much have you been playing for the multiplayer leo uh, probably like 20, 25 hours in the multiplayer at this point. Oh, wow. That's it's, awesome. It's I, it's a really great thing to have around just as like a free-to-play team-based yes. shooter that you can get in immediately that doesn't take up 200 gigabytes on your hard drive the way, you know, Warzone does. Right. Yeah. And just to have around for friends to, you know, hop in to warm up for something else or whatever. But on the other hand, it's like... You know, I would feel bad about arguing for it really hard just because I've played it versus, you know, chicory or whatever yeah. passionate arguments we're going to be seeing here. Mm-hmm. If Microsoft were to say, oh, we're Halo's gone. You can't play Halo Infinite ever again. I would be fine, honestly. I would be like, oh, OK. That's weird, but I, it doesn't really change my life very much. A weird business like, move. But <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing over <laughs> yeah there, I would say I don't get it. But that's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about the deepest dive, but my big reaction was I was looking forward to it. Fine. I am stunned by how much fun I've been having in that campaign so far. 
just how silly it can be um, and has made me excited about exploring an open-ish world, which is normally not my jam either. Um, it's just one of those realizations of, you know, when you look down at your hands and look at yourself in the mirror and say, my God, I'm having fun right now. That's Halo Infinite, y'all. How gone am I in this scenario? <laughs> oh, you're, yeah. you're out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Am I all there? Am no, I... no. Yeah. You're barely human, I think. Um I I I find it tough to imagine Halo Infinite not being on the two tens. I am ready to entertain the idea. Okay. Wow. Jeffum, if we hear better arguments for everything else. I I would be upset <laughs> if it's not on the list. Yeah. And I know that some of you don't know Jeffum that well, but trust me, you do not want you to see him upset. <laughs> it is messed <laughs> up. Throwing stuff. And, yeah. No, I, I mean it it's it will be very Bloody. high on oh. my personal top 10 and it is it is for the reason that you said maybe i went in with lower expectations than i should have but it has made me it it has i enjoy the the open world genre is my favorite genre and i feel like i've been burnt out on it for years because yeah. so many of them feel so similar and they they're so grindy and based on just collecting things to craft and progression like i i don't like the focus that so many open world games has had on that. And everything that I've been doing in Halo Infinite has been fun in that, in a way that has made me, I enjoyed this open world much more than I have any open world game. Like, you know, Far Cry, it's a completely opposite experience than I had with Far Cry six this year in terms of like feeling invigorated, feeling happy, wanting to play around with all the weird tools that they give me. Mm Mm-hmm being excited when I pull something off that seems like, like, like they're just like pulling the strings behind the scene. Like when I, when I like zip line a giant canister and throw it halfway across the map and it actually hits the grunt, it's like, man, you're like, you're subtly making this happen, aren't you? But I'm too, I'm having too much fun and too thrilled that I actually made the shot to notice. Yeah. Just for a frame of reference for audio listeners, um, the two tens right now, all extremely in flux are going from the top down. Hitman 3, Returnal, Deathloop, Resident Evil Village, Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, Prethem, Your Legata, Before Your Eyes, It Takes Two, <laughs> Life is Strange, True Colors, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Endwalker, Forza Horizon 5, The Forgotten City, Solar Ash, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Unpacking, Guardians of the Galaxy, Riders Republic, Crystal Whip, Smoke and Thunder Expansion, and Bravely Default 2. Um, and the bubblers are Halo Infinite, Resident Evil 4 VR, Death's Door, Valheim, Bowser's Fury, Ratchet and Clank, Wildermyth, Chivalry 2, Inscription, WarioWare, Unsighted, Little Nightmares 2, Animal Crossing, Happy Home Paradise, Age of Empires 4, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, boy. W- what's the next step? I mean, I'm ready to start poking holes in the top 20 just to see... Just start tearing heads off? Just, just start <laughs> poking just to see if there's some looseness in these Jenga blocks. Um, Solar Ash looks a little suspect to me, but I didn't play it. Mm. I didn't actually, I just heard it was like the Pathless, but not as good. And I'll be honest, I like the Pathless, but I am not usually putting it on too many lists. So I want to hear, I guess, more about Solar Ash. Uh, it's better than the Pathless, first of all. I told you that. Who do I believe? I'm so torn. Uh, (laughs) Believe Kyle. No, I, I... I really adore Solar Ash. It's uh, it's competing, uh, not to drag our personal list into this stuff, but it's it's Returnal and Solar Ash for me are my one and two wow. this year. Yeah. Uh, if we want to talk about the passion ringing or whatever metaphor you used earlier, that's right. The passion in uh, your soul. Just, 
Yeah. Okay, Fantastic. Taking the passion temperature. Like, I don't know what we're measuring this with. Like, it's all very yeah. And I know you think. And I know you think. Dusty. I don't know what that don't, means exactly. Don't get back I, into I it. Don't get back into it. Yesterday for the first time. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it, it's um, it's fantastic movement, fantastic yeah. visuals. Just like everywhere you look is this colorful alien landscape. Uh, it's this really like lonely sort of sad story, which I love. I love that kind of thing. And but just like zipping around the world and like grinding around and then like just uh, sort of like uh. Hitting these goals within these little, these large, they're not, it's not an open world game, but they're these large open areas all to build towards fighting these massive bosses that you literally have to like skate and climb on to defeat them. It's fantastic. I've played and beaten it twice. That honestly like, I, said I, I a did lot. it back I think to that's, back, that's which pretty I think wild. is pretty telling for how much I loved it. And then you read the book. <laughs> <laughs> they, hey, if they want to release a book, I'll read it. Yeah. Is there, and there's not like a new game plus thing in that you just genuinely wanted to start it over because you enjoyed it that much? Oh man, I really wish yeah. I had played it. Well, yeah, there was there's like I there's uh I started it on the hardest difficulty and mm. uh that was that was uh, really kicked my butt. So I was like, you know what, I'm not having fun. So then what I did is I put it on the lowest difficulty to go after the trophy to beat it in under three hours. And I had a mm. I had a blast just like ripping through the game, knowing where to go. Because like you can go so fast in that game. It's just yeah. it's super fun. It it yeah. is fun. Yeah, I played the first couple hours. I'm not nearly as passionate about it. I don't think I'll continue playing it, but I, I love it on this list and it's it feels it feels like an argument that you made exactly last year for the pathless like it's like the same level of passion you're just as much of an yeah, outlier they are similar group. they play yeah. similarly yeah um it, janet if i may i think something that stands out here is bravely default two for two tens as which direction if we're saying maybe come on down because we got a lot of things that want to move on up to the big um, high rise in the sky i mean i feel like there's I think Bravely Default 2 is better than a good chunk of the games on 11 through 20, I feel like. Name them. Um, Name them, Janet. (laughs) Name them. I'll be honest, unpacking probably like, you know, I get it. We move and life's hard. Like, you know, I like unpacking though. Rise Republic, definitely. I feel like that's that's the low-hanging fruit. But honestly, Bravely Default 2, uh, my only (laughs) willingness is in that I didn't roll credits on it. So I feel like there is a bit of an asterisk in my ability to profess my love for it. But the biggest criticism against that game is that it is like just a good JRPG, but that is very hard to pull off. It is really well balanced. I think the game mechanic system of like braving versus defaulting in combat is really smart and like easy to get a hold of. I think it has a lot of amazing quality of life details added to it. Simple stuff that will drive you crazy in other games. Like when I do an attack, the attack continues if an enemy falls and it goes on to the next enemy. Thank God I can put these like tents to easily spawn in areas. I think the art style is really fun and cute. Kind of looks like you're playing a game full of like, the little Nenvoid characters. <laughs> right. And and I think the um, the class system is also very fun. And I think it's just a really freaking good game. And it's incredibly well made. And I think it's probably the best game on Switch from this year. It's hard for me to think of a game better than Bravely Default 2 on the Nintendo Switch. Shin Megami Tensei 5. You Metroid didn't. Dread. You did, you're making that up. Br- choosing between braving and defaulting. That's not a real game. <laughs> that's what I would say if no, I was I'm pretending the only one to play it. it. There's no. There's it, and then chat. We can't read it right now because there, there's a uh, the doc blocking it. So there you go. But yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. It yeah. I feel like it definitely had its fan base, and it's not gauging the wider reaction. But I feel like in a lot of ways, Shimagami Tensei Five and Tales of Arise both ate its lunch on the JRPG front this year. And so 
It feels. And we're not going to respect those. We're, then well, why isn't it on the top the top twenty now? If that's true in this call, because we all didn't uh, play it. But I I feel weird about putting Bradley Default two on there. If you're the biggest champion and, and you haven't finished it, I think there's a lot of competition below it. I, I'm not tearing it down yet, but I'm I'm starting to. There is no universe in which Bravely Default 2 is not better than Riders Republic. But I'll <laughs> Look, take, I'm still not taking it off because I didn't finish it. And that's on me. I played it when it came out, but there is no universe where that's true. Keep in mind, I didn't want to... Be I didn't. I should have I should have finished it, and I didn't finish it. Janet is swinging, and she's hitting literally everybody in the <laughs> <I know>. face. <laughs> everybody here has been knocked for Bravely <laughs> Default 2. And none of those games were Bravely Default 2. We will not leave unscathed. <laughs> to make it through here. <laughs> You've just dropped a grenade on the podcast. Hey, most of my top ten games are already up here. I, I don't know. have this none of this is real, it's just a document. I'll do whatever whatever I want to oh. do. So I can sleep at night. Okay. I here's if I may, Leo's too pissed to speak. <laughs> but I just in the Writers Republic versus Bravely <laughs> Default two realm. I, I I this this is a weird thing, but it's like, well, Writers Republic is Leo's number one by a country mile, I believe he said. Um which I think speaks for something, and it's got half a Kyle with it, and that's why I just I yeah, question Bravely no, Default. I want to see Riders Republic on the list personally. Yeah. I have more I could say about it if it becomes legitimately in danger for sure. I've barely scratched the surface. Janet, I kind of want to move Bravely Default two down off the two tens. For, look, it's not. I think we should have something we want to move. You're right. It up you're right. You're right. You're right. That's a classic mistake. We all know you guys want to move Halo up. I do want to move so, Halo up. I do, want, do, do want to move Halo up. Janet, please don't hang up on us. If I swap Bravely Default 2 and Halo Infinite on this list. I mean, you can. I think also, like, Bravely Default could easily take out Forza Horizon 5 if we're talking about a game that doesn't iterate. <laughs> and it's so good. They're both, they both mm. fall into that camp. Look, Janet, what's up there is up there. Let's focus on what's, what's going on down, down here. Games of the year, or is it because it's, we know it's good? I it's, just don't want Janet oh, wait, to come wait, up. Right? No. Like, is it up there because it's one of the top 20 games of the year? Or is it up I there think, because we all know it's good and we respect that it's a very well-made game? It is the Forza. game that... I, yeah, Forza Horizon 5. Sure. Yeah, we can we can pivot to Forza Horizon 5. I, it is the game that I want to be playing as my default right now over any other game. Whenever I have free Are time, you? I want to go play Forza Horizon 5. I am here and there, yeah, but I've been cramming other games. But it is definitely my go-to right now just on pure bliss, pure fun... Now, to be fair, I love that game. Uh, I think it's the best one yet. I, I think I'm the only person here that loves it. I actively didn't like my time with it. Well, that's because you just see everything. I thought I, I, Republic. I, I didn't oh, dislike yeah. it, but I was like, I was like, this was a this was fun. I'm going to go back to Riders Republic. Was kind of like my oh, reaction. They okay. kind of feel similar to me. Yep. It just that they're both racing games. They're both open world racing games. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and Janet, you you enjoyed your time for Horizon Five, from what I recall, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but always oh, going Seinfeld. We need to knock out stuff. Like there's like four yep. or five things that knock out. Pistol Whip might also get the smoke, but again, I don't. Ironically, it's the smoke and thunder. But mm-hmm. that's also why I don't put. I didn't play it, so I'm like, it sounds like it's good, and I think yeah. it's nice to have VR stuff on there. But yeah. Yeah. I all right. Forza Horizon Five moved down to the bubble. I'll take that hit. I'll I'll ride. 
I'll jump on board your Bravely Default 2 oh. train and ride down to the bubble town. I'll ride well, that Republic. Technically, though, Hanson, you moved it down, but it's still listed as 20 because you put it above Bravely <laughs> I Default I don't even know what you're really talking about. Well, let's anything. just seal the list. Let's lock it off right now. Um, I, I, yeah, I figured that something else is going to be moving up. Um, personally, I would love Valheim to move up. I mean, it seems like of the of those kind of bubble games, Valheim has two people who are very passionate about it. Yeah, which I, which kind of yeah. beats out the people who are one the one singular passion passionate about it. That's certainly a factor. Like if you want to add Forza and Bravely Default, you could just do it. You know, it's like we all know who you're talking about. It is. I mean, it is. I mean, two passions no, I, are better I than one. I passion. didn't mean that as a criticism against um, those two specifically or anything. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Absolutely, Leo. Um, Pistol Whip Smoke and Thunder expansion I adore, and it's a great update to a game we all know is great. Yeah. But I think if we want VR representation on the 210s, which I do, I would. I think we could make that trade with Resident Evil 4 VR going off of Kyle's passion for it versus my passion for Pistol Whip. All right. You know I love that. I, yeah. did, I did play a little of that Smoke and Thunder expansion, and it, it was cool, but... Um, yeah, I need to play more, and it didn't feel... It felt, you know, like more Pistol Whip, which is a really good game, mm-hmm. you know? That it is. But maybe I need to give it, maybe give it some more time. And it's yeah, not nothing, you know? It's like, new if I'm weapons. playing on a VR headset, I want to play Resident Evil 4, for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the other thing that I think is pokeable, and just to be clear, I like this game a lot. Um, I think unpacking is a little high. 14? Yeah. I do. I I also really like unpacking. Okay, you know what? Like it's, it's, it's the Leo thing. You're right. We're poking it down when we don't need to because we we're, should well, try to replace who's, it. Who's got the Forgotten City over here? I, that was the one I was going to bring up in terms of I don't know where people's passion are. I think we one. could move the Forgotten City. I think, yeah, Leo and I finished it and both liked it a lot. I do think it's high. Right now it's at 12. And a lot of this fine-tuning we can we can take care of next week. I think it's yeah. it's bubble territory. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, I, I, I would be, I would love it at number 20. Same here. I'd um, be surprised if it wasn't in the top 20, but yeah, we can have that conversation. But, it, you know, in the interest of moving, celebrating stuff instead of tearing it down for right now, is there anything else in the bubble that people are passionate about jumping up? A lot of people were talking about Wildermyth. I mean, percentage of us who played it, it's, it's like pretty yeah. high. But I will say for full disclosure, I did some consulting stuff on Wildermyth mm. and really liked it. Yeah. But for that reason, it's f- weird for me to fight too much to move it one way or the other. So I'll be sitting out of those sure. conversations forever. Um, yeah, I hear you. I think Wildermyth is, it's in a lot of ways, I don't know. It's, just, it's such a tough one because I think we all really like it. And appreciate it, but the fact that none of us really dove into it in a big way, I think is a ding. I, I really wish it had come out on the Switch. Yeah. And then I feel like I would have played a lot more of it. Yeah. Leo, this is a dangerous uh, hornet's nest to kick, but are, are you feeling passionate about Hitman 3? Ooh, right to the number one spot. Jesus, Kyle. I'm feeling passionate about Hitman 3, but I'm not Leo. Oh, okay. So. Awesome. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. The, the, the answer might be yes, absolutely. I just was curious. Yeah, Hitman Three is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it was a little okay. weird, well, I think, I, because I, it it's been on the number one spot the entire time. But <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah that I don't. Uh, my feel only, bad. my only, 
the reason I ask is because, you know, uh, Leo is Hitman's or Hitman. You know, Leo is Mr. Hitman, Hitman is what I call him. Right. He right. is Leo Hitman Vader. And I just That's I feel like I didn't hear you about. talk a ton about three <laughs> as much as you did like one and two. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know if three felt like a more of the same situation or if it was like, you know, just a, a good send off or what. I don't know. I only played the first level. Not really my kind of game. So it, it didn't really do anything for me. I would categorize it as good send off. I had something in it as as best moments. Uh, before all the yeah. other moments got said, and I thought it would be <laughs> worth mentioning. But it's like a, a trilogy with fantastic levels, you know, it came in with some of the best levels that it has yet seen. And I didn't put as many hours into it as I had either of the previous ones. I think that's safe to say. But I fully intend to go back to it. Like, they keep supporting it, and I'm so excited to try everything. But yeah, cool. I don't know. It's It's... It's a fantastic game. The the the, the what I played of the campaign, re- re- playing and replaying the levels as dense as I hoped they would be. The last level was controversial. It was more linear. I did not like the that trilogy, level. but but it I like it. Sent me into a rage. Hmm. Yeah, it's very like James Bond is kind of what people were saying. But I'm like, that is me. Anything to me, to be honest. I'm just here walking on a train. Right. Everything yeah. else was great though, and as for my yeah. first Hitman game that I've ever played, I was I very much enjoyed it more than Halo. I would say. Okay. Um, I don't think based on this group, I could be wrong. It's just weird that we haven't talked about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I don't know if it's jumping up to that two tens arena, but that was one of the most solid games that I played this year. Just never a dull moment, kept you moving at a ridiculous pace, like the most action-packed platformer I've ever played in my life. Realistically, like it is just a crazy pace, the entire thing. Um, I, I loved it. this is this asterisk exists for every game we're going to talk about from here on. Right. Out, in that I liked Ratchet and Clank. I, I enjoyed it, but it was just like it was just like a candy video game. It was just like I I felt like I was I had eaten a bunch of cotton candy when I was done and I just moved on. Like I yeah, I would not be heartbroken if it's not on the the 210s. It's mm-hmm. and, I'm, and it might be a product of me playing a bunch of ratchets before. And I think a lot of people this was their first ratchet and they were really blown away by it. Uh, which is awesome. Like that's great. Uh-huh. It's a great game. But it's like it's like yeah, I know this formula. It works well, and this was cool. But uh, you know, it's uh, this whole skating thing has done better in Solar Ash in a couple months. So mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I feel like Kyle is like who I would be if I was nicer. Like I don't think I'm mean. But then I like Kyle, and I'm like, what a nicer way to put the same thing. Yeah, I yeah. think Ratchet and Clank ripped apart is really technologically impressive, but ultimately uninspired in its design. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it moves really quickly, and that's cool. And Ratchet and Clank is awesome. Again, kind of like kind of like the Mario thing, even though it's not as, as good as Mario. But a hmm. bad Ratchet and Clank game is still usually pretty good. Totally. But it's just been so the same for so long that I wouldn't be hurt if it's not on the two tens for that reason. That being said, um, I wasn't like a big fan of like Psychonauts two, but I know like some people who are really into it, and I don't think I played enough to really hold firm on that's not a good game. I was not a fan of the platforming in that game, and it is a platformer, but I hear some of the levels get pretty crazy, so I'm kind of okay just letting people rock Psychonauts 2 who are passionate. I, I to- think I think you are correct in that that might be secretly a weak link here for the group. I, again... Platformers? Classic, no, no, the classic disclaimer from Kyle, these are all good games, I'm not trying to bash our beloved Psychonauts 2. I didn't really love Psychonauts 2, I enjoyed my time with it, and there's things about it I think are really cool. Um, it certainly seems high for me right now. I mean, is anybody really championing it for the 210s here? I played uh, 90 minutes of it, and I feel like going back to it, which I will, will be more out of obligation than excitement. Same. Okay. 
Well, I think we can move it down. I think I think we can get it out of the top twenty. Well, I mean, Sorry. I, I don't want to do that unless yeah. we have something that we want to move up. I think just moving it down right now I mean, is a good first. Progression. I mean, well, I'd also move up the default too, but like I, a lot of games because frankly, like. And I know people that really like Psychonauts too. You know, mm-hmm. shout to Barrett over, kind of funny. Like he loves it, and he's like, yeah. "You got to play a little bit more." Like just get. And I just, I, I feel bad because I did not make the time for it. But part of that is, it, I just don't think it controls well. Like I don't think mm-hmm. it's a good game in how it plays, and that's a big part of a game that's a platformer. Yeah. I think you can say things on mental health and have good art design without being enjoyable to play, and that's kind of where Psychonauts two landed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just curious if someone had seen it through and been like, "No, this is," because I do know a few people where it's their game of the year, and I wanted to nod to that if yes. any of those people. Were here, but. I don't think anybody's red hot on it in this space. It is, yeah, uh, ugh. I, is I'm so an- glad it exists, it but it's not. Yeah. It, it didn't light me on fire. This yeah, year. I don't. I don't want to bump it off the list quite yet. Like, I don't think there's a yeah. chance off of I these conversations that it stays. We can leave it, but honestly, I think so many of the games, even on the top sixty or better than second house two, I just really don't think yeah. it's good. But I, I think it. I, I think know. it's. I, yeah, I'm not. I think it's a good game. I'm not in the Janet zone, right. but it's just. It's not like a. It wasn't a big passion one for me I, yeah more passion about other stuff, you know? pain is better yeah, yeah, like exactly i think a lot is better death door is better like yeah there's a lot of things that can knock out psychonauts too in my opinion can we talk about death door that's something i didn't really touch but heard yeah talked about with great reverence this whole year well allow me to poop on it because i i guess i'm the one person who hasn't enjoyed my time with it i would i would love if you guys could tell me that it gets better than what I played about it. But the thing that really hung me up on it was I feel like the level design wasn't that interesting. Like I, I enjoy, I enjoy those kind of games where you're unlocking new areas and that feels like it's built into the level design. But here it's always just like, Oh, you've, you've spawned a new magic ladder and that that's what gets you back to the new place. And then I didn't like how you're, like the waves of enemies that you have to fight is just not what I like from this kind of game. And it's, it's like, I hate going into a new area, being interested to explore it, but now I've got to fight like six waves of not interesting enemies in order to continue progressing and doing the parts of the game that I do like. I don't know if that gets better or not. Uh, Jay, I'm, I'm on the third boss, the frog guy. Is that like maybe a little over halfway, I think? And I, I, I don't know. I, I got I get lost a lot. I don't you know, and like it just it feels like a really solid version of a familiar game, which is like not I, I like it's not a big insult to it or anything, like, you know, executing like I it it, it was done really well. That game's done really well, but it, it, I, I, I'm kind of walking away with like a it's fine sort of mentality is is my experience with it, but I haven't finished it. I'm like I said, I'm on the the third, second or third boss. I'm a little over halfway, I think. Mm. I don't think those feelings will change, and yeah. nothing you said was untrue. I think it, it really what I've seen from people who don't like that store, which are not alone, Jeff. I'm like I know plenty of people who don't really like that store much at all. Um, for me, what I liked about it is the, you know, I, I was fine with like, the enemy waves. I thought the checkpointing was fair. I like the RPG element of like leveling up and spending your souls. That sort of helped, you know, keep me down to keep playing through the difficulty spikes that do hit. And for me, like what I really liked about that store was like the art direction and general world design. I can definitely get that. Oh, it's not really 
opening up things in an interesting way because there's just like a like a magic ladder like that is a factual that is a factual take there like i i agree with that but for me it's the charm and the details of like how like bodies drop when enemies are defeated and the slicing the sign in half and i think the sort of magic of the way the areas are constructed in like the creatures that you meet and sort of just exploring this area i also really like the hub world of even though i also got lost in this because the game needs a map which to me is my biggest criticism of death store but i like the sort of like mundane setup of Mm -hmm. you work at this office and you are doing this task of collecting the souls and now it kind of got out of control and you're on this adventure and you're sort of like ping-ponging between like a weird office. I'm also a big fan of like of weirding the mundane, and I think that store does that through like its office construction. Oh, dude, you, like, should, you should check out Psychonauts too. That, that's why. That's why I'm like, I don't really want to play. But people were like, it's cool. I got anyway. I got Psychonauts two. Yeah, no, I don't know. Psychonauts two is a lot. I got a lot of Psychonauts two baggage. Barrett, I know you're listening. I'm sorry. Emotional baggage. Um, oh, you can yeah, collect so that in the game. Like actually, like emotional baggage. The, yeah, the the combat too. Um, I think is quite good. Yeah, so, but I do think it is doing, debatably doing a good job at something that a lot of games have done before. It's a lot of a sum of parts of, like, if you've played Zelda, if you've played some of these other things, you'll see that DNA in Death Store. But I think the what it comes out to is is really good, but I I have definitely heard people who don't feel the same. I feel like I need to step up and defend Psychonauts 2 a bit. Just looking at this list and, and where it's at overall, because if it's one negative, one like, I'm north of Kyle on that like spectrum, but uh, it is just so cool to have a big 3D platformer that is so narratively focused and to have that world be so incredibly unique. The writing is funny throughout, really creative. There's so many ideas packed in there. Yeah, through the art direction, through the different levels. Everybody knows the premise where you're jumping into different people's minds, but that just allows them to have wildly unique setups for each world you go to. It's like, okay, here, the early example early on, it's like, okay, it's a hospital combined with a casino. It's like the first real mind that you dive into. And just, yeah, all the wacky, fun ideas you could come up with on that idea, double fine, they pull it off. Um, And the game maintains that variety throughout there's definitely some worlds that i'll jump into where it's like what is that how is this connecting to the guy's alcohol what is this connection here so there's definitely some confusion there's frustration i agree it's it's a solid 3d platform for 2021 but it don't control like no it takes two janet you're right like it's not the tightest thing out there it's about as janky for platforming in 2021 as it was janky with the original game back in 2005 you know it's like it's still kind of in that tier of it's a pretty good controlling platformer um but i love the world so much i love the characters i love the music i think it's one of the best soundtracks of the year um and it's just cool to see double fine take so big of a swing they've been cranking out these smaller games for so long it was just nice to soak in a huge tim schaefer world and the rest of the team i suppose um I I have also liked everything that I've played of Psychonauts 2, and I do love the creativity of it. So I guess I I I wouldn't want Death's Door to take its spot on the yeah. list, but I do also feel like I don't love it enough to argue against maybe, you know, like Bravely Default 2 or Forza Horizon or anything. Like in terms of passion, mm-hmm. there's probably other stuff on the bubble down there. Just please not Death's Door. Right, right. Um, yeah, Janet, looking at the bubble, like if, if we, if we lock this, Janet, 
as these are the 20. I'm sorry. <clears throat> God, forgive me. A head cold or something. If these are the two tens, if these are the two tens, could we all live with this and debate it out on the next episode of the show? Well, yeah, but that would be true no matter what was on here because we're good at our jobs. Yeah, but, I guess so. You know, I, every, honestly, these, <laughs> these two tens have almost the entirety of my top ten minus Death Door. So that's pretty sure. good. Hang on, just to be clear, is Bravely oh, Default two? Okay, well, that's in your top, top ten. That's my like number uh, six, like number six game of the year. Okay, personally. Okay. Forza Horizon Five is my number five, but it's not important. Uh... <laughs> No, I, I, was like i don't know you're out here batting for psychonauts too i'm not really i'm not really i'm getting a vibe from this list that's all i'm saying i know there is something to be said for i think you know someone not enjoying a game and that kind of deflating some of the the stacking here and so if you're no pun intended with double fun but yeah if you're that strongly anti-psychonauts 2 after playing it for all i mean it's tough because i just feel like i didn't play enough of it to really okay feel like i want to fight for it but yeah yeah um yeah leo are you um you feeling pissy embers in your soul over chivalry too it's it's just the best yeah i it's i i won't push too hard for it to be in the top 20 i mean the two tens right and i think the only (laughs) reason i won't is because like it's very similar to you know falling in love with mordhow a couple years ago Mm -hmm. very similar games you know yeah this one is just better and tighter than the one I play now, and I will continue to play it. Personally, okay. personally, I feel like I'm feeling the right amount of hurt for what's in and what's out, and I think this is a good starting spot for the next episode. With is the goal to leave with pain? Like, I, I think so. I think so. You have to be surprised. Like, maybe revise my answer. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I never thought the Forza Horizon Five wouldn't be in the two tens, but I'm looking at Would this list. Would you consider? Pulling out the Forgotten City for Forza Horizon Five because I would back that swap. I feel like that'd be fair because I mean I didn't fin- I didn't play enough of the Forgotten City or anything else high on the bubble list because I am just mm-hmm. not hot on the Forgotten City. Yeah, what what um can we get into it without spoilers? You want to? You're put gonna it- have to. No, you're gonna have to put the spoiler bells on. Let's do okay. it. Well, let's. Okay, spoiler bells for Forgotten City. If you don't obey this, you will turn to gold. Spoilers for the Forgotten City, which is a very good, yeah, good you game that you horn, should play. <laughs> That's right. Who has sinned, or whatever that guy says. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, it's like he's here. Forgotten City. Uh, I yeah. really enjoyed this game. It's one of those that is, I think, a more interesting game than almost than most of the things in the top two tens. But what what is what is number one gripe, Sarah? But hey, actually, before before you get to that, I'm sorry, real quick, we should probably just explain. This might be confusing for people. Uh, this was the game that started out as a Skyrim mod. Um, it is so you start out and you're teleported through a portal, more or less, back to a city that is kind of underground, a forgotten city, if you will, back in ancient Rome. Um, and there are was it 24 people in this city. No one knows really how they got there or what's going on. All they know that if anybody sins, uh, it is the end of the world. And uh, a their world. Event and they all their get world. killed. They all die. They all get turned into gold statues. And there's gold statues all around the city. But okay, Sarah, what, what did you think? I took one step into that game, literally opened the door, got to the Forgotten Cities. I looked across it and I said, if this is some fucking ancient alien shit, <laughs> 
I will rip my throat out. And guess what it was? Sorry, you really jumped right to the end of the game, but it is absolutely That's where all aliens. of my complaints come from. Sure. Is they set up this really interesting narrative. They talk about how like civilizations layer on each other. Yes. You yes. know, with the Sumerians, the Egyptians, then the Romans, and I'm like, that's great. I like that. And then at the very end of the game, you're going to go talk to Hades because that's who's apparently keeping you all there. Right. It's his fault. Yeah. This is his idea of a good time. Well. You get in there and it's a spaceship and you walk up to God and you have what I can only call a high school philosophy debate okay. with God. And the solution to the game isn't to per se out debate God, who is just an alien who's kind of just f***ing around for fun. It is to shoot his wife Grab her crown, come back, and then prove that you could shoot his wife, who's Persephone, by the way. And then he's like, oh, man, don't shoot my wife. I'll leave. That's fine. Uh, that did not happen in my game. <laughs> it's like, just what the fuck? Uh, yeah, Leo, did you shoot Persephone? I didn't do that. Yeah, big time. Really? Am I misremembering I, I, the ending? Do you th- Is it just hack to have ancient aliens, Sarah? Is it d- overdone? Me, I just think it's so disrespectful to ancient cultures to just back it up to ancient aliens we've been there we've done that we've seen it if i may i think the end result okay when they're teasing the idea of like okay if you do all these quests you might be actually able to interact with hades and it's like oh my Mm -hmm. god that is the most enticing thing to get me through this game i'm so excited to get to the end and have this conversation with a god and what that's going to be like i think the end result, yeah, the sci-fi stuff, sure. It's Assassin's creed It's whatever you want. I think the road up to that point is truly awesome. Like, one of my favorite moments of the year, it wasn't on the list uh, for last week's episode, but was that moment where it's like, okay, you're in this Roman city, and then you start peeling back the layers, and it's like, well, really, it used to be a Greek city, and we just kind of adapted all the gods, and that's why there's all this Greek stuff. Well, actually, it was a Sumerian thing, and that kind of goes back. Actually, it was Egyptian, if you go back, and that also is like... And showing, like, the evolution of mythologies and civilizations and moralities. But that and was how they the all smallest part of it. No, but I think that it's was just... like, the tiniest just, kernel of goodness was that. I think there's more of that in talking about the layering of societies and how civilizations evolve than there is, ta-da, and then the ultimate form is aliens. I feel like, yeah, they peeled it back enough and said, okay, this god is all the same god, and this is what it looks like. It's a crazy sci-fi man and he's not doing it for fun he was doing it to try and win a bet that uh <laughs> zeus or jupiter made him do and the, right? just, i just want to say that talking to god took 20 minutes streaming it it can't be ideal it took <laughs> 20 minutes and then god looked at me and i said i said god hades right a man killed himself because he's in debt bondage right and he doesn't want to live like that anymore and then hades looked at me and said don't you have student loans he fucking what about it? Me for student loans for debt bondage. And what was your and, and what was your rebuttal? My rebuttal was like those are not comparable things. Here's the thing: it's God, but God was like, "Oh, you live in you criticize society, yet you live in it," which was my whole gripe. <laughs> oh, with yeah, it. no, that is very yeah. I, I mean, hated that. I didn't win everything I you said. The forgotten city, and I I think the idea of like <laughs> going to people and like talking and piecing together like things. It is cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't mind the way that it was sort of constructed UI wise with having to constantly like open and reopen the menu and kind of whose name is this was sure. like when I, I also started streaming it and I'm not going to lie. I did feel a little sleepy when I started and then I, I like tried again and like had my boyfriend start it and I just kind of watched it happen and I'm like, there's cool. I don't know. 
Forgotten City, I- I'd be interested maybe to see it through because so many people I know love it, but hearing that, I feel like, yeah, not that it's a bad ending, but I just, I don't know if the journey is at, is interesting enough for an ending that also isn't, like, terribly interesting either. I think I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of cool, and one of the endings, then, you can actually bring everybody from the city... <laughs> to the modern age and they're all like in the museum did we all get that yeah and they're all in the museum and they're all like you should be grateful to live in this time they literally looked at me and they said i don't know what you're complaining about here's the thing this time is great i understand like excuse me we have some issues in society and it was so preachy and then everybody clapped the end of they the game all, yeah, is everybody clap. <laughs> right. Sarah, this is dude, here's the thing, though. I'm I, looking for how good, bad this is. Welcome to narrative. No. <laughs> I, the idea of criticizing a game because, like, oh, I have to get in a philosophical conversation with a god for 20 minutes? It's not boom. philosophical. It is. That's the entire game is just running through these philosophical well, concepts. It, you can it say sounds that. more like her argument is you get into a philosophical conversation, but then that conversation sucks. I don't think so. And then so. you shoot his wife. Yeah, sure. It's not some you know no, no pun intended a godly conversation of some high level thing but it's like yeah it's somebody who's well read on philosophy they consulted listen, people for this game like there's interesting listen. ideas packed in there even if yeah okay i think God, it's kind of dopey so. at times it's not that bad at all to me and everyone i know everybody enjoyed this game yeah because i don't know why but to me <laughs> it just feels like someone's idea of a smart person game mm. and it's not nothing nothing about it struck me as you know, so amazing philosophical. Like, I wasn't like, oh my god, wow! Like I never thought about how grateful I should be, dude. It's to a, live in twenty twenty one. It's a dorky Great. game. There is no doubt about it. Like it is just classical literature porn. You know, it's just like, oh, Aeneas would be very proud of you for the way you're handling this. Like if you like the classics and all that dorky stuff, you will be on board for this. But if you read Socrates and say, this is dumb, like Sarah does apparently. <laughs> I don't Leo help us out where'd you land on this um at the core of it was a great time loop game yeah. solving those puzzles and then the gameplay mechanic of having that first guy you run into being able to tell him to go do these things so you don't have to redo them every loop yeah I thought that was a very smart setup and it was really satisfying peeling away the layers and getting closer and closer to the end the the end I've I thought was good I feel like I, a lot of times, like with Midnight Mass, just recently, I was like, wow, I love that show. That had a lot to say. And then I see people talk about it online. And they're like, high school philosophy. <laughs> right. I say, damn, I should have taken high school philosophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I thought it was cool. It, does, it didn't make me cry or anything. You know, that's like the only thing that would have me take it off the, t- the two tens is like, I wasn't especially moved by it. Yeah. It was a cool game that was really well constructed. And as always, I appreciate a game that makes a full game out of not fighting anybody even though you can choose to start with a gun that's right <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> and it is and funny to. yeah to mess around with that game still just have some runs like i'm just gonna go murder some people and i'll get reset but it's no big deal but yeah there's so many cool stories to uncover with these characters because it's very majora's mask kyle where you're set here you're just uncovering the secrets of these characters and running the errands again and again or you can have that guy running for you if you want but there's cool stuff like okay trying to get into this certain building where someone's locked themselves away and it turns out it's this woman who is so horrified upon realizing that all the gold statues in the city were other people who have been turned to gold so she's just been like slowly chiseling on these gold statues to try and free them and to free her lover and then where in did that storyline go yeah it was a horror you thing. left it you left it it was over that was it you brought her to the modern age river but the point is you go no, she doesn't come with you is that right she doesn't yeah. come with she 
I just assume, she was, I assume she was there. I don't remember if she was in the museum at the end. Because the whole thing was like about good and evil and how great right, it is. Right. Yeah. And technically cutting people out of statues doesn't seem great to me. No, it seems bad. But she was torturing all these people because they were technically alive in the statues and she was just slowly peeling away at their flesh, just trying to free you just them. just like the shock value of that. It's a crazy scene. Yeah, I really thought it was wild. <laughs> Yes, I think the ending was a little bit silly, but the entire game being about this overall discussion about how to model a society throughout the history of mm-hmm. civilization, that is and a how very they continue cool to thing. build on each other, right? Yes. Like it's not just that one going through the four layers back, which it is cool that you physically go through those yes. layers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love that part. But yeah, it's very much part of the theme is how that has continued all the way up to. I, I liked when there were like horns. Actually, it used to be purple. I was like, that's cool. Like I didn't know that before. Wait, what? (laughs) How they have these little, like, historical insights on the objects. Like, it definitely is, like, Forgotten City does strike me a little bit as, can I get away with having my students play this without getting written up by my boss? Because it's, like, very historical. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But for me, the, the, you know, again, I don't have a lot of deep takes on this because I didn't get far enough. But one of the reasons I didn't get far enough is it felt kind of a little bit chory for me. Mm. Uh, Just the process of playing through it. It felt kind of, like... There were layers of the game's UI resisting me going through that process. But again, only like two or two or three hours. Yeah, I, I I think 20 is a beautiful spot for Forgotten City. As long as it stays there. If it tries to move up, (laughs) I will murder it. Okay. And, and, okay. And spoilers. Are we good with spoilers, everybody? We're good. Okay. And spoilers for Forgotten City, right? About now. Okay, if you missed it, if you jumped ahead, Sarah said if Forgotten City moves up one inch from number 20, she will um, light her house on fire in protest. <laughs> um, it, it feels it feels like 20 is a good spot for it. Um, I'd be happy with that, certainly. Should we bold it so we just know that we're not moving it? <laughs> uh, we'll just feel it. We just know. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's lock it in. It's now frozen in gold. Um, Cute. Uh I like this for two tens, but don't let me close this book without everyone getting their piece here. (laughs) 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 Somebody added a padlock on a forgotten city for number 20. Um, I think that's appropriate. Yeah, that's funny. That's good. That's good. Like they vibed with it sometimes. So, yeah. Everybody happy with the two tens? I'm personally happy with it. Okay. Um, Just to be clear, a lot of ranking left to go. Yeah, I'm. The, the the two the two that I was ready to kill myself on a hill for or light my house on fire I guess is the kill myself on a hill someone needs to read more <laughs> classical literature I'm gonna build a house I'm gonna <laughs> kill myself in the house and I'm gonna set it on fire okay uh, yeah I represent it so yeah enough wins and losses for everybody are we all feeling good no one's pissy you have to legally confess if you're feeling pissy right now Jeffum an ounce of piss in you. well I do have <laughs> to pee but not because of the list <laughs> all right. There it is, everybody. The two tens. Now, next week's episode. Oh, apparently there's games we have to talk about on this list. Oh, boy. There's a lot to debate for the actual ranking of how all this stuff is going to work. Oh, Backstage Pass people, they say, I think it's great. It's a good list. Look at that. Oh, they're piss free over in the Backstage Pass. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in live. We appreciate it. 
All right, just for a setup again, here we go. Two tens for next week. Get ready, everybody. It's going to be Hitman 3, Returnal, Deathloop, Resident Evil Village, Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, Before Your Eyes, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Metroid Dread, Final Fantasy XIV, and Walker. Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Unpacking, Guardians of the Galaxy, Riders Republic, Resident Evil 4 VR, Halo Infinite, Solar Ash, Psychonauts 2, Valheim, The Forgotten City. We'll debate I like that Riders Republic kept eking up there. <laughs> oh it'll it fall down. it'll fa- fall yeah. back down to earth people buddy. kept coming for it that's right i can't believe that's on there and age of empires 4 and force horizon 5 or not but hey beauty of a group list man you never know uh so thank you so much for watching or listening to the show if you enjoyed it we'd always appreciate if you uh left a review over on apple podcast that helps out we'd appreciate hearing your feedback on all this fun stuff any help sharing the show is also appreciated but hey round of applause for games in 2021 huh look at all these good things Crowd's going wild. Look at all these good games. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week for the grand finale debating the two tens. Thank you so much, everybody. And thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon at the $50 tier. The thank you crew. You know their names. Patrick Polk, another Eden's crossover with Chrono Cross. Andrew Ukerwitz, Oppa Switch on Xbox. Shakes, True King Music. Chris, Fixture Gaming's Fixture S1. I8Bit, DivergeCoffee.com. Zachary Pliggy, Ludwig Roque, Andrew Valla, Beaten Down Brian, PrettyGoodPrinting.com. Joar Hello, Mr. Nomer, John Higby, Drew Warana, Steve Bamdad, Clemens Zola, Pure Red Number 6, Starkiller, Spider Dance, Spiral in Your Eyes, Pretty Mirror Legata, General 1899, and Ron with two N's. Thanks so much, everybody. Be good. Have fun. Let's go. Let's go.